Welcome to Walking Backwards. I'm Brad Gourmet. This week's guest is Rue Kraut. Rue is a dolly grip that I've worked with over the years and worked with recently. And we had a really, really great long conversation. And I think I can call her a friend now, which is pretty cool. She's awesome. Um, another awesome person, well, company, is Tiffin Steadicam. They are doing these operator luncheons now. I think they've been doing it for DPs for years. And a couple of weeks ago, um, I went to one of them and it was really cool because, you know, we don't get to talk with other operators that often. So it was fun. It was really good. So thank you to them and thank you for their support of the show. Oh, and also, um, it's not 100% nailed down yet, but it looks like I'm going to NAB with Tiffin this year, maybe doing something there. So keep your ears open. I'll, I'll announce that when it's official. Um, also, thank you to Walter Clausen for their continued support and their good stuff that they make. Um, they are always supportive of operators, as we all know, and they make good stuff, like I said. So anyway, let's get to the interview. If you want to follow me on Instagram, you can do so at One Giant Robot. Uh, check me out on Facebook and all that stuff if you want to. I'm working on getting some Walking Backwards logos and stuff together but it's taking longer than expected so um anyway uh i'll let you know when i when i do that stuff all right so without further ado here's my uh my chat with rue kraut enjoy i have rue kraut with me that's how you pronounce your last name right it is it is okay. my real name's andrea but everybody calls me rue it's a nickname i've had since i was like I, 18 well that's one thing i was going to ask you what what's with the where it came about um i was doing the first it was a small independent movie uh, i was 18 years old and i was the key grip and dolly grip and it was my very first job keying and the dp's name my i'm andrea i went by andy and the DP was also Andy, and he was shooting and DPing, you know, very small crew. Right. So it was Andy, you, no, not you, no, boy Andy, girl Andy, and that got really gross really fast. And sure. the script supervisor, my last name, my maiden name is Ruane. Ah. So she was like, oh, Ru, and oh, that sounds cool, and I kept it, but I was 18, so I started spelling it R-O-O, because it was <laughs> so cute, <laughs> <laughs> which makes people see the last name R-U-A-N-E, and they're like, oh, it should be R-U, or R-U-E, and so now... Yeah, I get to be 18 when I, I just, the ROO is all over everything. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, speaking of that, so what are you in, What what's your name as on IMDb? It's everything. We com, uh, com, had to combine so many things. Originally, my credits were Andy Ruane, A-N-D-I. Then when I got married, um, then it was Andrea Kraut, and then the nickname used to not be at work. It used to be just in all of my extracurricular crazy fun times. Okay. And eventually it seeped into work, so I used to be able to know when people would call me, you know, if it was work or fun, depending on the name that oh, they said. Oh, that's actually good. Super yeah. helpful. When someone called and said, hi, is this Hi, is, is Rue Andrea, there? I'd right. be like, oh, yeah, party time. Or like, right. is it Andy? I'd be like, oh, professional voice. Oh, that's voice. funny. Yeah. That's... But then it seeped over. And so now my IMDb, I think, is Andrea, Andy, Rue, Ruane, Kraut, or some ridiculousness, because they just took everything and gotcha. smashed it into one. That explains why I couldn't find you. No, you can type in any one of those, though. You can type in Rue Kraut, supposedly, if you spell it right. There's no A. No? Did, no. This, did this mess up your whole... <laughs> no. But, uh, well, look, you know what? I should, I should it bring up. it up. I should bring it up right now. But, um, no, I just like to do... I like to know... Yeah. 
bring it up. Things I don't know. Brush up on my career, man. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, so tell me again, Andy Uh, or Andrea first? You could do Andrea Kraut. That should come up. I'm just going to do do that. K-R-O-U-T. Oh, there it is. Andrea Rue Ruane Kraut. But Rue is in... uh, Is in quotes because that's my cute nickname. Right. Um, Well, I tried to find you through... Oh, see, there you are, Dolly Grip on Dollhouse. I yep. tried to find you through Dolly, yep. Dollhouse, but I guess I, I, I must have missed it. I'm also like on stuff like that. I wasn't on the whole show. So it's right. like certain episodes. I don't know how I, I didn't, I haven't searched that to see if you have to like, oh, find the right episode or whatever. But like, there's also stuff where you come in for just the LA unit and you're not uncredited. And right. Then, yeah. Well, it has you as additional here. Additional yeah. Dolly Grip. There you go. Excuse me. Yes. I told you I have the. I don't know with the heartburn or something's going going strong today. You got the anti radio burps. I know (laughs) (laughs) the not friendly mic (laughs) thing happening. Oh, so yeah. So I mean, I already knew this, but you do a lot of TV. Yeah, I started out. I mean, at least in Los Angeles after I moved to LA, I was doing lots of movies, and then I fell in with a TV crew, and I was so I I don't know. I look back on it, and I'm like. I get why I did it at the time. I was just so thrilled to have a job for more than like two months. Like the TV would go for like eight months. It was the same money, you know. And I also was in a band at the time that I took a decent amount of leaves from my career to go like tour and do stuff. So like, yeah, having a long block of work and then time off in between like hiatus style was very, right. um, Yeah, very good for that. I couldn't travel as much and, you know. What kind of band was it? It was, it was a, it was a huge project. It was, um, it sprang out of the Burning Man Festival, was kind of where we all met, and it was uh, like a bunch of a bunch of musicians and then also performers and a huge stage show, and and it ended up later we like did a side project that was a circus that that became pretty. Okay. <laughs> popular as well so like that was the the kind of vein it was like this like techno tribal circus of the early 2000s and oh okay yeah oh so you were like in the early days of uh burning man yeah and i also i worked out there i i ended up being the lead rigger for the man and the oh, man you base told for many that years a and long time ago i forgot about yeah. that. yeah so I've, I've lived this double life of mild-mannered you know set <clears throat> film technician and then yeah well that's a good thing yeah um, especially with how fickle work, you know, work can be. Yeah, I, I have. Although you work all the time, I, I was going to say could I work don't, like crazy. If I you don't mean to. to to you know belittle people who say, oh, it's hard to find work. I have never really felt. There was one summer that I you know went for like two months of like, shit, I really need a job. But every right. all the rest of the time, I've I've been very lucky to fall in with crews that have you know supported me and. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Um, I think it's a little easier for operators to fall into that hole than it is for grips and stuff. I mean, you're a great dolly grip, and it, and um, so I know you're in high demand as far as that goes, but <clears throat> if you didn't have dolly grip work, you could rig. You could Absolutely. just be a hammer. And you Absolutely. Could, you could probably best. Or very, very, I'm very sure you flexible. Could key. Yeah. Um, with yeah the amount of different jobs that are available right like di- different skill sets of which you possess all absolutely so, it was yeah. a long time whoops 
it was that's a, all right <laughs> it was a long time in my career before i did that scary jump of like i don't accept other work other than dolly grip you know right it, which you know right, before i was a rigger when it, that was my main my big love when in my early 20s i loved rigging right doing the biggest craziest gnarliest hang up upside down 80 feet in the air rigging motors and stuff i loved that cool. stuff but you know you get older and i like things on wheels now <laughs> yeah well there's a there's a little bit more danger to that work too there is and you have a you have a young child i do so uh it's good to stay alive for the for the kiddo big time and undamaged yeah i i, I have enough damage believe me <laughs> physical and otherwise right so wait so you were keying a movie at 18 i was when did you start in the business Fifteen, fourteen, fifteen. Yeah. Seriously? Yeah, seriously. The family in the business? No. Where um, were you from? I'm from. Th- this happened in when I was living in San Jose. Um, we moved okay. around a lot, but it was all pretty much Northern California. There was a few stints to Southern, but um, all right. Yeah, my career started kind of maybe you'd call it Central, but San Jose, okay. um, and then eventually San Francisco. Right. When yeah. I moved out of the house, and and then I moved to LA. Were you in school? I, mean, I was. Did you, <laughs> you drop out of high school I, to join I had, the film I had business? A really, no, honestly, it's, we don't need to get too much into that. I, I had a very strange you know, childhood. There was like some homeschooling. There was some very tiny schools, and there was stuff like that. Gotcha. So, so it was a lot more flexible than most very. people. Very. I, I didn't do grades, and I didn't really do... Hippie you know, parents. Yes. Yeah, I was a Carib <laughs> child. <laughs> That's um, cool. My husband and I bonded over that. Oh, you were a carob child too? Fuck, I hate carob. I don't know what that is. Carob, it's what hippies give their children instead of chocolate. It's like, it's like fake chocolate. Really? Yeah, they make little like chocolate chips out of them and stuff. And it's like, oh, it's chocolate. No, it's not. Okay. It's just one of many like... What actually is it? <laughs> it's from the carob plant, and it's just... Oh, I don't even know of a carob plant. Yes. I feel like such a dummy right now. It's okay. Oh, okay. All right. No, it's okay. You, you don't need to. You have chocolate. You had chocolate as a child. Yeah. 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 That's true. But uh, yeah, so so I, I was I was going to a school, and um, my best friend, her, her uncle, uh, was a special effects guy, and he had his own shop in Santa Clara, very close to the San Jose airport. And... Um, my little school did a career day because they were trying to pretend they were like a regular school. Like, what can we do to stimulate these children's lives? Let's take our five children to this guy's shop for career day. Okay. Because the principal was his sister. So that was easy. Gotcha. So we went there. Everybody else, all these other kids, I think I was 13 or 14 at the time. And and everybody else was like, nah, whatever. Uh, Meanwhile, at home, I had been reading. My cousin had these books that were like, you know, special effects books, old school special effects books of like how to make the flower, you know, wilt by pulling the 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 wire out from the center of the tube and the flower falls over. Like really old, like we did it on I Love Lucy kind of stuff. Right. But I was fascinated by those books and fascinated by Phil Tippett and stuff like that. That was really lighting me up. So it just happened to coincide with this fake career day thing that my little tiny school did. Okay. And I brought a notebook and I grilled this guy. I was asking him a million bazillion questions. And then I called him probably like every week or two for about three months afterwards. Hey, if you ever just need me to come in and sweep your floors, I just want to be in the room. I just want to learn and absorb and be there. And eventually he heard that I was doing 
computer data entry for a mutual like family friend. Okay. It was like my very first job to get paid for because I was I typed really fast. So he had me like entering client files into sure. his database. So this guy David Meslo, um, he called me. That's the special effects guy. He called me and was like can you come and organize my client files? And in exchange, you can hang out in the shop and I'll like teach you stuff. Right. And I came in, um, my mom was a saint and let me do this stuff because he's also like a family friend. So it wasn't some creepy, like, okay. I don't know, go hang out in a warehouse with it some sounds dude. Like, it doesn't sound like you grew up in San Jose. It sounds like you grew up in like the smallest town ever. <laughs> you know? <laughs> everybody the, knows everybody. Yeah, it, it was a small community. Okay. Tiny school community. Okay. So, uh yeah, so I went and I helped him out that first night. Like I showed up at at the at his shop at the aforementioned time, and he was like one of those like I'm a scattered artist and I just can't right do schedules. And so mm-hmm. I showed up, and he was in the middle of some crazy like breakaway glass project where like there's shit everywhere and swearing's okay, right? On this podcast, fuck okay, no. great. <laughs> so there's shit everywhere, and he was like, I don't have time to show you the files, and I just come give me a hand and that. Ah. And uh-huh. so I did that that one night. And then the next time I came back, he had me get help him something else in the shop, and I never ended up touching his client files. <laughs> and I just like dove in, and I loved organizing. So he would like make some big mess, and I'd come in and just like sing because the acoustics were great in the place, and clean the shop and learn stuff. And eventually, that turned into he got some tiny little movie, uh-huh. and I it was during the summer, so I had some time off, and I went and was his special effects assistant, and I turned sixteen on that set. I oh was my 15. god! <laughs> Fudged my start paperwork, like really? Yeah, totally. Wrote some other number. That's when you could do it. Yeah, totally. No, it was back in the days of I don't know. I was able to get into bars just because I would walk in the middle. Of of the pack of dudes getting off work you know that's so funny yeah that's awesome i wouldn't drink though mom uh-huh. never drink stop winking i did that <laughs> drink oh we didn't oh, yeah. cheers oh yeah. yeah cheers thanks cheers. for thanks for doing this yeah it's thanks for having me yeah, good yeah. to see you too you went straight for the bourbon it's it's 8 a.m <laughs> she's like she was shaking a little dude and... yeah having a baby is hard you really have to start early and and just Keep going. Early and often? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. It's not 8 a.m. It's no. 9. Yeah. No. <laughs> it's totally afternoon. It was funny, though. You, you're you like, are we, Are we? am I supposed to drink on this thing? Because right. you had texted me like, hey, I'm getting I'm, coffee. Do you want anything? <laughs> yes. And then you got here and you're like, I didn't get coffee. I, are yeah. we supposed to drink? We're supposed to be drinking. I was listening to your to your, th- your interview with BJ on the way over. Who's my old friend we used to grip together? Um, oh, I didn't know that. Yes. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, BJ and I go way back. But yeah, I was listening to his and I heard, I was like, is that ice in a glass? Oh, tequila? Oh, are we supposed to? Mm, no coffee. All right. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you. Uh, you went for the uh, you went straight for the noble oak bourbon and uh, straight for it. I went straight for the white claw. <laughs> went, <laughs> That's cool, man. I had a long day yesterday, and uh, actually, it's probably it's probably a great thing to have a drink. My like my, for some reason, my shoulders hurt me. For some reason, like you just are you know the vest and handheld. Were you handheld yesterday? No, oh. it, the whole thing was steady cam. It was actually a weird job. Um, myself, it was. It, well, I got called for it, and then they added, like, last minute, they added a whole another unit with another Steadicam operator. I ended up doing the second okay. unit, and the DP went with first unit, and we kind of, me and the first kind of D- just did it. dialed the stuff. Yeah. But um, both units, every single shot, all day, Steadicam. Fun. So, <clears throat> yeah. 
Um, so it's super strange why you might have an ache or pain after that. Yeah, yeah. and take after take after take after take after take. Like, yeah. Uh, no, no putting the rig down that, a lot. That's, that's... It was one of those. I had a feeling that at some point we would touch on how has the business changed. And, like, that's... It's an unfortunate, ever, ever since like, you know, it's either a 400 foot mag or a 1000 foot mag and that's mm-hmm. the amount of time you've got and then we need a fucking break. Like it's built in. Right. Now it's not. And that sucks when you're holding something. Yeah. Um, I was telling somebody yesterday that on a, well, I think I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but um, I did a movie once where my first, after the first week, I think. Um, that we were doing so many takes and rolling for, I think the cards were 30 minutes at the time or yeah. something. And he sent all our 30 minute cards back and got like 15 minute cards. Excellent. And, and told, and the director was like, what the hell? And he's like, I don't know. They, there's some, there's something corrupted about them. Oh, well, like, this is what we got. Blah, blah, blah. Right. Yeah. Just so we could cut if it yeah. like, it was it, this guy. Wish we could do that with <clears throat> the amount of hours per day. Just be like, sorry, there's a thing that uh, we can only shoot for 12 hours. Sorry. Right, right, right. <laughs> 10. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Tens. Yeah. But way to take it into your own hands. To your oh for him with the oh cards. Yeah. And yeah he didn't even tell me yeah which was cool I mean he didn't tell me until after right when 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 I heard the director asking about it I was like what is with that and he's like dude I like that. do you want to do that I'm like no I like but, that <laughs> that's good that's good <clears throat> yeah it's, he's coming back on the next big one <laughs> yeah well we that was our first no yes that was our first job of many of mm-hmm. many and I've hired him and he's. He's gotten me hired awesome. on stuff, so good guy. David Lev, actually, he's been on the show. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, good dude, good dude. But um, so, oh, so you had me look at your, uh, you had me look at your, your, your IMDb, which I don't want to stare at forever. Mm. But I saw just two things jumped yes. at me at me. The Deep End, which was a TV show that ran like half a season. No, this Deep End is a movie. That different. was different deep end. This that was actually the show that brought me to LA. That was a movie that we shot. Oh, really? In Lake Tahoe. Yeah. That that was a very 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 pivotal movie in my whole life. Yeah. That's why I asked you about it. Yes, you were spot on in in the most <laughs> roundabout way. <laughs> um. Okay. So. <laughs> Shifting gears. Well, so how did what happened? So what happened with that? That was. Um, that would have been 90, I can't remember if we shot it in 98 or 99, but I was living in San Francisco and I was um, being a, you know, somewhat successful independent film technician. Like we did both grip and electric up there. It was not, sure. you know, and you then took I would, whatever job you could get. Absolutely. Kind of like, sure. And it was like this small, small little knit group of friends where someone would be, you know, the key on one and then he'd be the best. And it all depend on who got the job and everybody would just find their little hole, you know? Sure. So um, I was doing that, and I was going to move in with my boyfriend at the time. Um, I would have been like, yeah, like 18 or something. Uh Um, Little soon, little soon, maybe, just a little. But um, I, so I had given notice on my house. I was living in a converted machine shop warehouse with 11 (laughs) other people, and I had like one room, it was mine. Great. You weren't sharing with anybody. No, no, I had my own room. Well, there Shocking. Were, yeah, 11 rooms. Anyway. <laughs> my God. Um, so uh, I gave notice on that place, uh, and then 
I got the call to go do this movie. And um, the rate was so low that nobody else in town wanted to do it, but almost the entire crew was from LA. And um, me and my friend Matt Kenny and a couple other people, this guy, did Grover do it? I don't know. Anyway, there was probably like four of us that prob- that went and did it. One okay. one guy was a craft service guy. Okay. The entire transport department was from San Francisco, and then like everybody else was from LA. Um, right. But it was independent, so it was not union. But everybody coming from LA was union. Right. That feeds into the story later. So, I, it's a two month show, um, six day weeks, like eighteen hours a day. Starts in winter, so it's snowy. You know, we're shooting in this house right on the lake, mm-hmm. and then by the time the show wraps, it's sunny and hot. Like we were right there for the turn of the seasons, but like right. in the beginning, it's miserable. Like I'm building scaffolding in the snow, and oh. you know, like eighteen hour a day. Like, luckily, I was young. You know, yeah. but fu- it was a brutal, brutal show. Right. But Something those, you would never do now. But, of course. But the right. thing is, is also like the, the, the friendships and the experience that you have when you're doing something for those reasons. Yeah. You know, the, the projects for love at the beginning of your career to like make your mark. Like just there's people I will I will never forget. I will never forget that show. If you asked me what I was doing last year, I'd be like, yeah, it was something, you know, something. Right. I, uh, that show was was one of those really unique, awesome experiences for how hard it was and how rewarding it was. Right. And so like partway through, we were, I can't remember if we were halfway through uh-huh. and um, someone called the hall and the IA came in to um, to unionize to the show. To flip it, yeah. To flip it. <laughs> and I remember being really conflicted of like, I don't know what to do. Like everybody's sitting across the street, you know, like I'm not union and I'm not allowed, but, but okay, I, this is for my future. So I went and I sat across the street. And oh, so they struck they it. They struck. Oh, they didn't just come to talk to him. They no, struck it. No, because okay, it was these, it. these two directors, and this was their dream project, and like they'd been trying to get this movie made forever. It was had Tilda Swinton as the star. Oh, and, really? Yeah, and she's amazing. She's such a dream, that woman, yeah. in so many ways. Yeah, yeah. But... Um, so they finally, like, they'd been trying to get this movie made for, like, 10 years. So And they're crying poor house. And they're like, no, we're not, you know, this isn't like, so, we're taking advantage of people. We're just doing what we can. And, like, their point and their stance was really, really valid. Uh-huh. And yet, when the union comes in, everybody has to strike. That's that's really valid. Or you're never going to get in. If you're, if you're not in yet. Yeah, like well, you. yeah, for someone like me, I didn't even... A lot of people ask me how I like how did you get in the union and stuff. I tripped and fell and it happened. It's <laughs> not like right, like right. I had a five year plan and this happened at like month three. You know what I mean? Right. Like that sort of thing. Like right, right, so right, when right. it was happening, I wasn't thinking by the end of it, by the time I was signing paperwork and stuff, I was like, Holy shit, this just changed my whole life. Like I've got health insurance now and I'm like I can right. work like I broke through the ceiling that other guys that I was learning from in San Francisco they'd come down to LA and tried to hack it and they couldn't make it right. and I just like wee like just right. went around that whole giant wall right. but it didn't hit me at the time right place, I was right just time. my heart was going out for these guys that I had just been getting to know as of the course. directors and stuff of course but sure. Um, long story short, I was able to, uh, they did flip the show. I was able to change my start paperwork so I had an L.A. address <laughs> because I wasn't eligible to join Local 80 unless I lived in Los Angeles. 
and you had given up your place. And I and so you technically didn't have a home. That is very true. So now you're going to move in with somebody from L.A. Correct. So now you have their address. Correct. How perfect. So perfect. And so yeah, and and also perfect. My boyfriend at the time and I broke up while I was out there on that movie, so I didn't have to worry so about moving with him. So I just moved to L.A. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. Oh my God, that is a pivotal show. Yeah. Wow, oh, there's cool. even more, but we, we can move on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, who were the directors? I don't remember their names, honestly. I, I just remember that they were two brothers and that their sister was like the art director or something. It was like a total family affair of getting this movie done. And then to, I think they got Tilda attached and that was like the, the green That's light that they the needed money. and got made it all happen. Yeah. Right. And back then she wasn't much of a name. Not what much. What year would this have been? This 98 or 99, something okay. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it, it, yeah, she, I, she still like, I was, I can't remember what she had done before that. I remember when I met her, I was like, holy shit, that's Tilda Swinton. And then she right. was just so sweet. I was working closely with her because I was also doing some dollying and stuff on that. Oh, you were? Eventually. Like they just had one dolly grip and it was a new key to me. I, I didn't know any of this crew. They were all from LA. But right. over the course of the time, I slipped it in like, hey, I do dolly too. So if you like need anything, like, right. you know. So there were a couple times that became necessary, and that was. Oh, well, if somebody sweet. takes a day off, or yeah. you, you second second camera, or second dolly kind right. of situation, yeah, yeah, that's cool. Was yeah. the movie any good? The movie was good. It's it's a it's like a psychological thriller, um, that is it's very it's pretty is it cerebral. It's, it's very internal. It's a lot of what Tilda's going through and her mm. kind of driving herself crazy with what ifs. Um, her gotcha. son, I think, I think it's been a long time, but I think her son, either her son accidentally kills somebody or she thinks her son accidentally kills somebody, right. Eric Roberts. Um, oh, and, really? Yeah, he had a bit part. But, Eric but Roberts like, played Tilda Swinton's son? No, played the guy that he killed. Sorry, got yeah, it. Yeah, but, okay. but like... I can't remember if the kid did actually kill him or if she just thinks he did, but then she goes down this really twisted, crazy road of trying to cover it up so her son doesn't get in trouble. And it turns into this, like, huge... It's not a comedy of errors. It's just errors of, like, this crazy, yeah, path that she goes down of, like, doing all this shit she would never do because she's trying to protect her son, but blah, blah, blah. Wow. And then the backdrop is beautiful. Just the Lake Tahoe and the house we were in was really stunning and was somewhat of a character as well. Oh, cool. Yeah. What, what, do you, any idea what the budget was? Just out of curiosity. No, it was 23 years ago. I don't remember. I yeah. don't know. Okay. Yeah. That's all right. Yeah. Well, okay. So that went down a different road than I thought, but I'd love that there was a TV show called The Deep End. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That I, that I actually really liked. <laughs> well, um, that then got sure. I did that too. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. The, the second thing that jumped out at me yeah. was Punch Drunk Love. Yes. Uh, I didn't notice. What were you uh, dolly grip on? I, you... I was the. I think I'm credited just as grip, but I did be dolly as well. This okay. is so funny. This just came up on set two days ago, and I had to dig through all my pictures. I have this picture that. So Bob Elswit was the DP on that. Yeah. And he did this thing where he brought his his little black and white film camera on set and would take pictures of the crew working through the whole production, the whole, you know, project. Does and on, he always do that? Or? I, I only did this one movie with him, so okay. I just know that's my experience. Um, and on the last day of filming, he brought in a stack like a foot tall of 8x10s that he printed in black and white of all of these pictures of all of us. Like crew portraits. Yeah. And cool. and of us doing our jobs and of these moments. So I have probably six or seven of these pictures that Bob printed of me doing stuff. But there were two that were amazing. It was on 
I um there's at the end of the movie there's like anyway there's there's some scene and and um uh what's his nuts you know the director Paul Thomas Anderson <laughs> <laughs> he he want he wanted to operate and it was handheld um and I ha- I was spotting him uh-huh. and so Bob took these couple of pictures of he's got the the camera on his shoulder with a thousand foot mag it was huge and heavy as fuck and he's this tiny little waif of a man yeah. and I've got him by the waist because he was like super top heavy and and there's all these people <laughs> like going around and so I was like holding him hard on his waist to keep him from like like veering into extras and stuff because he was walking around because he's like in and out and doing all this stuff right it was like so you've got a good grip on him montage scene at the end of like oh now they're at the salvation army or whatever and they're doing the pudding thing i don't yeah yeah, yeah. so it's like that stuff and he wanted to i like, love that movie so yeah so so i'm spotting him and and there's these two pictures that are me doing that with him i should grab my phone and show you this um and he, Paul saw them and was like, oh, my God, that's so cool. We look so great. And he signed them for me. Like, there was one where he's like, hey, Andy, thanks for getting my back, Paul. And then there was another one where his eyes are open. He's all, like, crazy looking. He's like, we look so cool here. We're so cool or something. But like That's that, hilarious. It was, yeah, it was it was a very interesting experience. That that's whole awesome. That's awesome. Well, I'm jealous of you. I want to work with him. Yeah, th- I mean, that movie, I don't know... Like, I haven't done any other ones with Paul or with Bob, but like, I know that uh, it was Adam Sandler's, like, I'm going to be a serious guy movie. Sure, yeah. And so he didn't really want to come out of character. And he, I don't know whose idea it was, but they decided they didn't want to take everybody out of their characters and out of the scenes. So they never called rolling or cut. Oh. Kind of God, problematic what they, what they sometimes. That? Um, I don't know immersive no there's a there's a code word that we because i i remember a couple of years ago i did a barbie commercial and it was like real people it was like real dads and their daughters okay and they called it something else it was it was like you'd be like okay time for ice cream and everybody would roll but i forget right. the word they use but it's like know. the common there, word there was some there was some like yeah lingo that i think we made up or maybe it wasn't made up and i just didn't know it before but right i don't remember what it was i just remember that you could never like confidently walk on set and know if they were rolling or not yeah (laughs) so nobody well i'm sure a pa if you were about to walk in a scene would be like they're not always the greatest and they're not always sure if they're rolling either correct and they're not always there and yeah there were definitely times where like you'd like walk out and just be like and like freeze and you're like i'm making it worse i'm not moving shit fuck like (laughs) back up are there any crew members like in the back of scenes Um, i don't i I think we were all edited out unfortunately (laughs) i can imagine like people in a house talking and out their back window like oh god a grip box absolutely happened many times on this movie many times yeah that's funny so that was for adam huh uh yeah so that was that for adam um, and also maybe Paul, I don't know, but they also, I think this is like Paul trying to work the movie, the best he could figure to get the best performances. Right. So right. they also did like, we shot in sequence as much as possible, which uh-huh. was like a pain in the ass for us. Cause it's like, Oh, now we're at the house in the valley and now we have to go and shoot in Manhattan beach the and next day and then go back to the damn house in the same room, you know, with the same set and like, ugh. but that, you know, that is where the art takes precedence over the logic. And, yeah. and it's, I, I have, I have such a conflicted feeling about that, you mm-hmm. know, within myself as a technician for so long. And then also I do art, I do large scale art and I've done it with, you know, many you know many other people and stuff but like that is an interesting place to to have the conversation of you know 
what what is what is too disruptive or what is too hard or what is not because obviously right. the movie's great right and this is how he got that product you know right right um well thinking about it while while you were saying that yeah. it's like as grizzled film people that have been in the business a long time totally. you and I both we're like oh come on man totally but, jaded as fuck but on the other hand you know, Paul Thomas Anderson is an artist. Yeah. And like, so, and, Ab- and the movie's absolutely. great, so it's really hard to argue. Totally. If I had the money, which I don't know who financed that movie, but I think it was a studio. Yeah, but, I think so. <clears throat> but, um, uh, it, 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 sorry, I'm like, <laughs> I don't, I, I have no words. Um, no. <laughs> this is, this it's is just, why it's a very It's just one of those things. It costs you so much more money it to does. do that. A, but a lot it's more. art, you know? And I also heard, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you two quick little asides from, from a, um, a, someone I know, a second, a, an AD that I know, who at this time was, was, uh, was working on the movie. I won't say, but anyway, it's it's working not bad. Working on the movie that I was working <clears throat> was, was working on Punch Drunk Club. Okay, and but um, and it was the, an AD. Is that what you said? The, Wait, now oh, this okay. person this person went to the went to the scouts and stuff too at the time. Anyway, um, they saw Paul Thomas Anderson in the van and thought he was a PA. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't know what he because <laughs> he's so I, I he guess is. he's he, a small guy he's and, small and he's and at energetic the time very young oh definitely um, definitely and because that's almost what year would that have been two i want to say 2003 something like that right yeah but um this person also told me that they were shooting stuff and telling like they were making two sets of call sheets Yes. Oh, yeah. And the, and it was also the one of the first movies I had worked on where they decided to not have the names of the actors and the names. Like, yeah, but I've, this is uh, this is different than what I was talking about. Okay. What I'm talking about is they were sending the studio one call sheet and the crew oh, yes. the other because you oh. were shooting different things than what you were telling them. Right. And reshooting stuff that you shot weeks ago. Yes. And apparently almost reshot the whole movie. Yeah. Yeah. There was definitely many forays back into the same waters we had already tread. Many times. And it worked. Yeah. And it worked. It and totally did. I love the flares in that movie. Yeah. I love the weird operating, which yeah. I know I know Paul would like whack the steady cam, like he'd whack the mag to yeah. to make it screw it up a little. Yeah. And he'd do his own handheld and yeah. I, I love that because I thought the I thought the the composition was Adam Sandler. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yes. It was like the tr- the represent yes. the representation of his mind. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, this is that, and there's that artist thing. Yeah, yeah. Pulling that off is hard. Absolutely. It was. It, it's so funny that we should be doing this interview because I just I'm working on this thing that I have some younger people that I'm hanging out with who are like so you know asking like what's your most embarrassing moment and like oh. what's your favorite movie or your favorite director or blah 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 for Dolly stuff and like I'm like I don't know like <laughs> and my knee jerk was like I just I, we don't do it anymore it's one of my big frustrations with my job it feels like I'm being phased out everybody's steady cam. like fucking Birdman was only steady like, how many dudes did they have on steady cam on that movie like three, one. Oh, I thought they had like three dudes that would like tag Chris out oh really yeah Dave Comites was the standby backup but he wasn't there he just went by to meet Chivo and I've right. had I've had to, 
<clears throat> Dave and Chris on. So oh, we, cool. we both talked about this. Well, there you go. But it was him. And then she voted handheld too. Okay. But no, it was just Chris. So, so, but like in my experience of working these days, there's a lot of times, and I know I'm working in TV because we don't make movies in LA anymore. And so like we were working on a 10 page day as opposed to, you know, a two a one page and a or a two, one and a right. half. Exactly. So there's, my frustration may stem from that. Yeah. As well as now, the if fact you have a TV director that wants to shoot in order, yeah, <laughs> you know, no matter how great you are, no, sorry, man, you're this out is a network dude. TV show. Well, and so maybe now that I'm, I'm actually talking my way through it, maybe I'm just pissed off at TV. I just feel like we don't take the time to make pretty things anymore. Like it'll just be like, oh, it's gonna take too long. Just fucking put the Steadicam in there. Like it's gonna take too long to build that dance floor. Fuck it, let's just put. The, and like my bread and butter, where I get my joy is pulling off beautiful, complex. Dance you know, compound moves, right. dance floor moves with right. a really good operator and a really good AC. Like that is, that's the best. Right. The best. Right. Because it's a challenge and it's yeah. rewarding. And it's when you yeah. when you do it right. Like oh my god. Like you can you can fine tune that composition at each point along the journey. Uh-huh. You know, in a way that when you're just kind of running and gunning or. And because you've been talking to the operator, you know that they want to see that thing. In yeah, the background we we want and, that light right, right here. So you know to so you know to slide right just all, a little bit because the actor and what forward. lens is it on? And so I'm gonna right. know, like there's so many things to doing that right that light me on fire in a really good way. Right. Um, um, that it's it's you know when he asked me like what's your you know favorite dolly blah 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 I'm like nothing we don't do it anymore <laughs> because so and that brought me into this whole he was like well I really like Paul Thomas Anderson I'm like oh I did one and then the oh so then we right. talked about it. I was like no I remember this one shot that we did it was at the the pl- the plunger factory yeah where um, Jeff Kunkel was the was the a dolly grip. And Paul didn't want to use Steadicam. He speci- he wanted as much to be Dolly as as okay. he could. It was like the look and the feel and everything. Right. We took... So there was a shot where we're in... It's a huge um, warehouse. And there's these big, you know, what would be like roll-up doors, you know? Mm-hmm. So where you can get trucks in and out. Um, and there's two of these doors. And then, like, this is all the plunger factory on the right side. And then Adam's um, office is on the far left of everything. And there's yeah. these two doors in between. So they wanted to do this thing where we're pulling back, leading Adam. And then we come out the door. He stays in the building. We dolly along a blank wall outside the building because he's going to a place in his head at that moment that's very private. Right. And then we go back in the other door and join him as he's going into his office and then go into the office. So to pull that off, it took us like six hours because you go out those ro- those roll-up doors and the, the ground slants down. Slants down, right. So gotta, gotta level that. that shit. And- <laughs> oh my God, we're back. <laughs> what the hell? Yeah. The gremlins. What the hell? <laughs> Uh, yeah, that was weird. Um, for those listening, we we lost we lost our ears. We couldn't hear anything, and I had to like restart everything and save files and close this and open that and unplug that and plug that back in. And you're bored already. Okay, we experienced a loss of cabin pressure. <laughs> <laughs> you need more. Almost soon enough. Okay, it's a really long break, everybody. It's not like five in the afternoon evening. Yeah. No. Uh, the, of the next day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you were talking. Let's get back into it because you were talking about. Um, oh, the, the dolly out the door thing. So so you have to. Okay. So I you know. Have it's to go amusing. out of a warehouse. Yeah. Where the big roll up door is. Yeah. And then dolly track, turn, straight track. No track. This is all dance floor. 
he wants the dance floor, the whole thing. So no, so so the inside, thank God, the inside of that warehouse had really lovely poured concrete floors. Sure. So we could we could do dance floor in there as long as it wasn't too long of a lens, just on the floor. So it was about making a level platform that came out from those the one door. So you're gonna keep the concrete. Keep the concrete and then, and then transition up. to da- to dance floor on steel deck or or whatever because it has to go from zero to like the grade was something like fifteen or twenty degrees or something. Uh, oh. So like weren't you know like so a little to a couple sloping. feet. Yeah, exactly. So okay. it took like six hours. It was like okay, here's the shot. You know, back when we had finders and marks and shit like that. So he took the finder, he mapped out what he wanted, and then we built the thing. And that was like okay, what do we and got? That on was the Paul. Trip? Yeah, Paul. Yeah, Paul yeah. set up that shot. Okay. Yeah, and it was I thought it was so interesting to come out of the warehouse and no there's nobody out there. We're just dollying along a blank wall and then go back in and find the character again. You know, right. it was very a like very cerebral it, choice. If yeah. you don't get that movie, you're going to be like, what the what, fuck this are they guy, doing? They just don't know what they're doing. Di- is that like, in the movie? Because I don't remember that. I show. don't think so. I, I had this weird thing way back when that I didn't like to watch movies that I worked on, which is really stupid. Um, but I think it was just like when you've lived an experience for however many months and then like you're like on to the next one. And you need I just break from it. Right? Yeah. And then. I am I'm I feel differently about it now, but like Punch Drunk Love I haven't seen in at least ten years. I did finally watch it, but I haven't poured over that movie the way that I poured over Magnolia. Like I me and my roommate when when I moved down to LA that yeah. that time, the guy this guy Keith, who is an AC and steady chem guy in San Francisco, we both were coming down here because we're gonna hack it, we're gonna make it happen and we moved in together. Uh-huh. And he loved Paul and I loved Paul and we would watch like we had this like on the calendar roommate night we would watch magnolia like once a month so no like way. oh yeah i was super obsessive and then i got that movie and shortly after keith left the business and left los angeles was like fuck it and moved right. to thailand where he still is wow yeah crazy but um yeah so so like magnolia i could tell you a lot more about than than the movie the cut of the movie that i worked on i connect more with punch trunk than i do magnolia now i have to rewatch it but that doesn't mean you will. No, but it doesn't I mean know I won't. People love Magnolia, and I love Magnolia. Yeah. Um. And there's such there's some crazy stuff about that movie that's so good, which is true about every one of Paul Thomas Anderson's I agree. movies. Yeah. Um. There's always something different and special in it. Mm-hmm. Um. <clears throat> the 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 first thing is the music video, the Amy yeah. Amy Man. Yeah. Amy Amy. Well, Amy Mann did. Amy for, Mann, yeah. Sorry, for, I thought I was screwing her name up. No, no, no. Amy Mann did did that. Save me. You, yeah, that one. Save yeah, me. yeah. And, and it's a music video in the movie. Yeah. And all the characters are singing along to it. Yeah. What the so hell? Awesome. And it's awesome. It's so, so cool. Awesome. And then, of course, the the raining of frogs. Is yes. Ridiculous. Just fantastic. It's it's art, man. Yeah. It is so. Julianne Moore is so brilliant. Paul, I would shoot another movie in sequence for you. <laughs> Oh man, yeah. Well, have you? Did you try to get back on there to get on anything, or were no, you busy was, when you got called, or what happened? There was there was an unfortunate ending. You? No, they didn't hate me. They hated my friend. So I had this friend who will go to, who I will not name. Okay. Um, who was pivotal, bleh, pivotal in my career, um, back then. Uh, people didn't hire women the way they do now. They still don't hire women the way that they should. But um, it, I would. I would just not get hired on things. 
and that would be why and people would like sneak me that information on the side and be like you know hey I wanted to get you on but uh, the key won't hire a woman um, and this guy uh, was a best boy a lot and he would and he would even when he was told not to because my name was Andy and so he could sneak me in because the key and would be like, there. and then once I'm there, every single fucking time, every time he was able to shoehorn me in on a crew, the key asked me to stay for the whole job every time, right. every time. Right. And then I would work with those guys forever. But it was just getting me there to be able to fucking prove myself over and over, which is what you have to do because right. you have to prove yourself. So that guy had gotten me so much work. He's an he's a son of a bitch. He is a very <laughs> difficult person. Really? We got along great. Okay. You love him or you hate him. Okay. He's 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 a one of a kind. And okay. and it's very much like people don't like, yeah, I Is like that guy. I, know? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Um haven't seen him in a while. Eventually I had to take my leave of him as well because he went a little farther off the track of what I thought was acceptable in certain ways that oh. I just couldn't and this was like personal it had nothing to do with work it was just his, oh, okay. his personal leanings where I was like mm, can't no 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 right, right, can't right, do right. that anymore gotcha or you can't pretend you're not that way um, yeah okay you know like being racist or sexist oh. he was not sexist but obviously anyway um, oh there are people who hire women that are sexist yeah you're right and go out of their way to hire women. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I'm not saying this guy was. No, but. he wasn't, but you're totally right. <laughs> when you said obviously uh, that, I'm like, mm. I love my <laughs> is, life. Is anything obvious? <laughs> <laughs> no, and, and yeah, if you can imagine it, it's true. So what? Um, so what? <laughs> so so what happened was um, he had given me so much work and had shoehorned me in on so many crews that ended up like making my career what it was. He sure. was definitely a big part of that, that. And was this one of them? No, this one I got. Okay. Um, but I had never worked with these people before. For, back then it was so fucking busy and there were so many movies and I just happened on LA at the right time that I got there were people that liked working with me that would then recommend me to their big time key grip friends a sight unseen and they needed people so they would take this other person of course you know they advice. trust that person Correct. yeah sure so I got I got around that way a lot um, right and that's how you know how I met a lot of people. So on this job was one of those. I got recommended to these guys I had never worked with before. They they wanted two main like full time guys, mm -hmm. which was myself and then this other. And none of their regular people were available. And my my friend was. So I was like, hey. And it was above scale. I was super happy to be able to pitch him something that was like, hey, buddy, come work with me now. You know, like I'm gonna get you a job for the first time, oh, and it's above right. scale, and you didn't have anything, and now I'm returning the favor, and I felt really good about it. It's not some low budget thing. Yeah, right. it's a you're big... making a really cool movie. Yeah, and right. and and it for really good money, and like awesome. And he came on, and he and the key just hated each other, wow. and it culminated with at the end, um, he got. There was a big. Did he get let go? Yeah, it was. It was. You know, you're fired. Oh no, I quit. And like no. that drama played out on the last day of shooting. And on the last day. Yeah, stupid. Like fuck you. I how many quit. Days on the did last. He, day, how many days did he do? He did the do? whole thing. He did the whole fucking thing. Uh, it was really frustrating. So. I didn't see so that weird. crew again afterwards because that was my guy. Wow, that's too bad. And I actually just ran into all of those people again for the first time in however many years it's been since then. I saw that key at a safety class. Okay. I did not say hello. He did not recognize no way. me. Great. Yeah, no, I'm really not into having any, I don't need any of that in my life. So cool. 
He's he's over there. I just ran into the best boy again. Your on, career's different now too. Like you don't need work from him. No, it's true. It's true. There there was definitely a certain point in my career where uh, very dramatically in a proper like young angsty girl style, I got so pissed off at the people that I was working with and the people that I would call for work. My phone was full of names that everybody wanted and I could get hired on all sorts of big movies and I hated working with these people. There were a lot of people dudes that would you know just sit number one everybody gets really shitty about the girl in the gold room because they want to talk about their their i don't know their dude stuff the girl in the gold room yeah and it when i'm hanging out with all of the grips uh-huh. in the grip room it can be very awkward when they don't want you there because you were the dolly grip hire i just don't know what the gold what's the gold, gold, gold it's like a green room for crew members it's you I've know never heard of that before. really never well, I never get to go to him. Interesting. I'm never invited. It's like on any on any stage where you keep your stuff and where you sign your. Time I cards never and stuff. ever get to go there. Oh, <laughs> well, we always have a lockup, but we don't really. I'll, I There's know no that couches people in your will have an office and yeah, stuff. That. Right. right. First, I, it's Cameron never room. has one. Yeah, that's what you. Call yeah, it? you guys are on the truck, right? The truck. Yeah, and then, well, but. Yeah, I mean, like the did or whatever will be on the. I mean, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So there's never what, one on stage. Whatever you want to call that room. Not never, or, but rarely. You'd call it the truck, whatever it is. There's the those crews that I was running with back then really liked. When you're hanging out. They liked me for my work. They didn't like me for me. So like I could be in that room. I walk in. Everybody's quiet. Everybody's quiet until I leave. You know. Right. It, it, just awkward. Everybody's How, afraid to say the wrong thing, or they just didn't like. They just you. don't like me. They just That's didn't like weird. me. I was a young woman, and they were in their forties and fifties. You know, even late thirties, and like just it was too much of a, a gap right. to bridge in a lot of ways. Um, oh, how did we get on this? So you would go in point? and get out. No, but there was a reason. You were telling me there were a lot of crews that would call you all oh, the time. Oh, that's why, yeah. Then- so I had, all, I had all these guys and I was doing all these big movies, but I really, you know, having to pretend to commiserate with someone about how their second house and their their boat is really sapping their, you know, paycheck. When I'm like, mm, I hope I can pay rent. You know what I mean? Right, yeah, and yeah, like, yeah. oh, and then the mistresses and the, like just all of this stuff that I just is not how I would choose to le- lead my life. Right. But I had to pretend that I it was cool because everybody else there, like you, right. you'd like to be hired for your skill. But a lot of times it, people hire their friends. They, you hire the people that you want to be around for 18 hours in addition to them being good at their job. Right. You know, th- that's the ideal world. Right. But like, to, to be one of the people that they liked having around, I had to pretend that I was cool with or interested in things that I wasn't. And mm-hmm. and that, over a long amount of time, took a toll. Where and I'm you just felt like, like if you just ditched and didn't hang out with them, that you wouldn't... It, yeah, it was just miserable. It would have been detrimental? Um, like you wouldn't have gotten hired anymore? Yeah, there's that too. You know, you're Like trying, you needed to at least try to... I, I, was, I had to prove myself for a very, very long time. Yeah. So that's part of it. You know, yeah. and eventually it like it just exploded, and I took my cell phone and I took a three-inch screw and I screwed it to the wall over my desk and was like, "Fuck all these people! Whoever calls me for work are the people that want to work with me." Because these were all guys that I would call and be like, "Hey, do you need anybody?" And then I would get work. Uh, but it was like 
it it felt like I had this addiction to being on the biggest show or being the most successful and I was doing it for the wrong reasons because I was hating my time at work even right. though I was really successful all the guys in San Francisco were you know like oh my god Holy you made shit, it well wow, look at right, you you're yeah, doing a thing yeah. and so like that feels like what's right. the most important thing right. but then you live that life or at least I lived that life and I was miserable a lot of the time and so mm -hmm. I had to do something that I couldn't take back which was destroy the phone that held the key to all of those people and lo and behold, so really, so, I really did it. So you didn't, you didn't write there was down whiskey the involved. names. No, I, I destroyed my phone on purpose with your all with your all of my contacts. contacts. Absolutely, yeah. I was, it was. I wasn't sober when I did that. Did you keep your number? Uh, yes, I did okay. keep my number. I just said, "Oh phone. fuck, I fucked my phone up." And this was before smartphones and nothing uploaded to a cloud because sure. that wasn't a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Wow. So yeah, so that was that's a I controversial like move. I like that move. But what came out of it was that I was hoping and praying for the people who did fucking call me are my friends to this day. Right. I had a baby. I took a year off. They're the people who are like, whenever you can come in, whatever. We just want to see you. We just, how can we support right. you? Like. I'm really, you know, for all of the up and ups and downs and the things that have happened, like the way things are turning out right now, I'm like, cool, made some good choices. And good that as as hard as it was and as miserable as it was to get to that point ended up being a good choice, you know? Yeah. It's that's cool. So that's why I don't do movies anymore. <laughs> although we had a although we had a day together, maybe we shouldn't even say what show we No, had, we shouldn't. We had a day together. It's stupid. <laughs> It was stupid. What was that? That was stupid. But that's TV these days. It's stupid. I'm sorry, everybody. It's well, okay. Mostly, you know what? Instead stupid. of it being stupid, me like blabbing and moaning and groaning about stuff, can you explain just in a, you know, a few of the things that were happening that day? Like what was going on that made it stupid? Because, um, because. Let me just put it this way. Yeah. You, you and I. I mean, we don't know each other well. Not we well. haven't known, but we've known each other since like, oh. Five, six? Uh, I think oh, a little later, eight? like nine, oh nine. Wait, okay. yeah, something anyway, like that. It was Dollhouse, right? Quite a while yeah. ago, right, yeah. right. So, and we got along really well totally. right away. Yeah. Anyway, so, and then we're working with the first that's super cool. Yeah. Second that's super cool. Yeah. B crew that's super cool, all this stuff. And it was a new show to me and I got thrown into A camera because of circumstances. Yeah. Uh, and and I was only day playing on the show. And you I wasn't were on playing. it full time. Yeah. So what happened? Well, I oh God, this is this is this is one of those things where like I want to say something about the show that kicked off my experience with the show, but the person would be very easy to identify, and I don't know if I want to make. Well, we're going to take a break in a we minute, maybe after this. Or should we take a break? Let's now take a break about... right now, and I want to I want to run something by you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because we I don't want to know. For it, most people, don't deserve to be called out. I mean, I they agree. might even deserve it. They might deserve it, but it's not necessarily our place. And also, no one wants to get sued for defamation or anything. So like many, that. so many of these things. Yeah. Right, but um, but it's also important to kind of call people out for their shit. I agree. And in a in a general sense, the, so that people yeah. stop pulling the shit. Correct. If you never correct somebody, they won't even know they're doing something wrong, you know? Like if you don't tell somebody, "Hey, you're doing this thing and it makes me feel this way," then how why would they ever change, you how know? How many how many don't know? So many. Dude, this person had the best intentions and I know they did and did it all wrong. Okay. 
All right. Well, we're gonna we're gonna leave it there for a minute because uh, I need another drink. I think you need yeah, another um, ice cube. And if a... we're gonna talk about this, I'm gonna need another drink. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Be right back. Okay. Bye. Um. Okay. We're we're back. Wait. Okay. First of all, <laughs> we we decided. We're going to call out everybody and name names. Yeah. I'm, and we are going to really <laughs> nail people. We're, and we're going to go deep. And, and we're going we're gonna to report rumors, innuendo, yeah, things that I don't, probably aren't true. I don't know if anything I'm going to say is true, but it's definitely none of it's going to be good. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, we, just had to, we just had to figure out, like, you know, nobody wants to hurt anybody else yes. and, like, say the wrong thing. So, But certain um, things should be said to forward the conversation. Yeah. Right. And you were just telling me this is why we started recording again okay. that you your first job back after having a baby was was this Dove commercial that they well it was pitched as a Dove commercial I think it ended up being kind of like an internal it's like part of their anti-bullying tax shelter <laughs> sorry um, <laughs> I don't know I'm sure it makes a lot you of know, difference anti-bullying tax shelter tax shelter as you do well Dove. Um, I don't know what no, that means. I'm I don't just... know what any of that means. <laughs> uh, no, it's it like some in, an internal project of theirs that you know. They... Dub sponsors this show. <laughs> this is so awkward. <laughs> Sorry, All right. Well, apparently we're holding true on that initial <laughs> promise here. <laughs> Sorry, go on, go I on. I never want to work again. Um, so this Dove commercial, I got called for. I was, I was, I think my daughter was around five months old. I was still breastfeeding. Okay. I had. I was ta- I had was determined to take a year off. I was I was like I don't I want to spend this time. I've never taken this much time off. Also, I've just had a effing baby, and that ravages one's body and right. and is a lot to get used to. And as it's well. important time to spend with them. That is the most important and, point. Right. Yes. Right. And sure. rest. So so I get this call. I know a lot about this stuff. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Breastfeeding. Yay. Um, <laughs> film podcast. Breastfeeding. So. Uh, so I, I got this call from this girl that uh, is a wonderful girl. Her name is Amy Snell, and she is a key grip, and I really like her a lot. I had never met her, but um, she had worked for my husband a couple times. My husband is a key rigging grip. Right. Um, and some other people knew her as well, but she had moved here not, long ago, not, not too long ago. Um, anyway, so I had never met her. I got a call from her. She asked me if I could do this Dove commercial because there were no women dolly grips. And I'm like, dude. So she gave you the rundown. This yeah. This is going to be an all-female crew. All-female crew. Okay. And it was two days. And that seems really doable until you realize what it's like to be breastfeeding. And like you have to either breastfeed or pump every couple hours. Or you could get mastitis, which is a horrible, you know, your yeah, shit you gets have clogged. Problems. And right. then your boobs fall out. And then... then <laughs> I'm being very dramatic. It doesn't actually do that, but it's it's very shit painful. Gets and boobs shit, fall shit, out. They fall off. Uh, okay. Um, but it's like a dot, like emergency. Yeah, go to sure. The, I no, know. no, yeah. yeah. So and it's very painful, and um, just not pumping for a while can be very painful. So I was okay. like, "You're you're ridiculous. There's no way I can do a job right now. Um, I would have to leave like every two hours to go pump for like 20 minutes, and that right. is not really possible in my position. Right. I can't be like, okay. Let me guess. She's like. Okay. Yeah, she was like, she was like, you know, well, I see your point, but there's never been a more perfect job to try this on. Like, this is trying to empower women, so why wouldn't they want to to make it possible for a breastfeeding woman to be on this job? And I'm like, well, whatever, man. I mean, you can. She's like, let me pitch it to the DP. I'm like, sure, whatever. Like, 
I don't really need to do this job. I'd be happy to try help out if it works, you know. And right. apparently, but you're gonna have to cater to me on this. Exactly. Thing. Right. Like, or else I just won't. Or do I can't it. do it. Right. Like I, I've been turning everything else down. Yeah. You are no different. I can't yeah, yeah, yeah. be a dolly grip right now. You sure. Know? So they were like, "Who was the DP?" Oh God. Oh, sorry. Uh, That's all right. No, That's okay. it's a woman that my friend Brooks knew and worked with like 20 years ago, and I can't remember her name right now. She was also pretty cool. Um, all right. Yeah, I don't know. We could edit that's her right. name maybe. in later. No, her that's name all right. is blank. Maybe, um, maybe you'll think of it, but yeah. if, if you don't, it's okay. I'm terrible with names, which has not served me well. A lot of people are terrible yeah. with names. It's okay. But so so continue. So, so so she was like, let me run it by the so DP. So she was like, let me run it by the DP. It was like, yeah, it'll be a no. And like the next day, she's like, yeah, DP says it's totally doable. And production knows and okay. And I'm like, kind so of. So they must have worked something out like if you need to do a dolly shot and you need to pump, somebody will cover you. There was not that situation. It was much oh. more like, we'll just give you the time and we'll figure it out. And okay. going into it, I felt very like, eh, this doesn't, this can't, this is not something. You didn't think they were going to live up to I it. I didn't think it was right. going to work out. And lo and behold, there was like hour five. I'm like, you guys, I have to go and do this thing. Oh, like, no way, really. Yeah, it, but not in a way that like, it, in the effort of being a part of, the production like i wanted to stay and get this stuff done right. we were running behind there were like right. and then it was like my and part you should have gone sorry gotta walk i away. should have like hours ago but like right. the way that it was going um you know so that did happen that is a minor part of it that's a little more on you than on them though huh kind of both kind of both okay i, I mean i've i'm super you know team go team yeah you like, are i know I, yeah. I want i want everybody to be happy and i want everything to be safe and and pretty and everything so yeah, yeah. you know you you sacrifice yourself for the greater good a lot of times, maybe sometimes when you shouldn't. Right. Anyway, so that happened. That's not really the point of the story. The, the, <laughs> um, was, always, oh, wait, what's the line? Um, a great man said, always look out for number one and watch out. Don't step in number two. <laughs> I think that was Rodney Dangerfield. <laughs> very, very true. <laughs> Sorry. Yes. I'm, I'm like, I don't I'm, know why I'm being so like goofy and no, it's giggly good, right now. But because that's my, that's my go-to. I'm having a bourbon now too, Cheers. I guess. Cheers. Hey, cheers. <laughs> cheers. Sorry, um, go on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, do want to hear this. Yeah. So. So five hours in. So you're like, I got to yeah, go. Yeah, no. So that happened a couple times. I, I, they did. They let me have my car right next to set so I could just go out and pump. Oh, that's great. Which was really great. Mm -hmm. um, I still run into that transpo captain at our our <laughs> little park because she's got a couple kids and we've got our daughter and we're like, hey, it's you from the Dove commercial. Yeah. Um, anyway. Um, so all of transpo the, was females? and Everybody was, was women. There was like one, like the DIT was a dude. And oh, okay. everybody else That's weird Pretty much was a woman That was their goal Was It's harder to find a female dolly grip Than a female did True I would think I, I couldn't tell you And so hmm. it was It was a mixed bag um, Were there people unqualified? Absolutely And right. there were also very good people Right You know sure. um, My friend April Kelly was there The last time I had seen her She's an operator um, I've heard her I don't think we've ever met She yeah, I know of her. We met when she was an AC And I haven't seen her in a long time And oh my god It was like Oh it's so great to see you And she's oh, yeah, operating cool. now And that was That was just like a lovely thing That came out of that Was to get reunited with her Running into um, people that you like Yeah That's always yeah. nice yeah. And, and to see that she's now operating And doing very well Yeah and cool And all of that is really great um, And there were some other people That were absolutely super smart super sharp totally great mm -hmm. um and then there were you know like the tokens either the chicks who are you know in the department they're either new 
they're just out of film school. Mm-hmm. Great. But when, you know, like a crew, a crew can support that smartly. Women, man, like no matter who it is, there's room to learn. Yeah. But you have to put them in the learning role. You can't take somebody because they are a woman or a man or a dog or a cat, like right. whatever it is. You can't just take somebody because they are a thing and throw them into a right. role that they're not qualified for. Right. It makes them look bad. It makes us as women look bad. I was going to say it hurts the whole. It does. It hurts the whole issue of like let's try to get more women in in, in the business. In film, when you're like, here's your here's your you know your director, and your director is shit, and it costs more money, and all of a sudden you know like the project looks like crap because they don't know what they're doing. They should have maybe shadowed somebody for a while. You right. know what I mean? Like don't just. Don't just have somebody do something for the sake of that. In the yeah. same way, don't not hire them because they're a fucking woman. Of course, all right. the keys that did that to me in my past, yeah. you know, like. Well, hopefully, people grow and learn. They don't all, but I think no, a lot of people, a lot happening. of people learn and change and yeah. go, "Shit, man!" And I'm sure a lot of them internally feel bad about that. I, I hope they do. I, I couldn't do, say. I really couldn't. No, of course not. I'm. I'm just. I'm just saying. You know, hopefully they've grown since then. Oh, or yeah. they didn't, that would be and the they, best. or they didn't, and they got hit by a bus, and then they retire, and then they make room for. <laughs> well, that is what happens, next. though, right? And I mean, it is, but it people happens retire, in politics. and the business changes. It happens in politics. It happens in our. Of it happens in every business, and now things are changing quicker than ever. Yeah, and it is. We are in the middle of kind of a big, massive switch over of thinking. You know, mm-hmm. um, and it's it's been very. That's one thing that's been nice about being in TV lately. Um, I've had a couple DPs that are younger than me which is a humbling moment and they're great and they're great people because I I mean I identify very strongly with where they're coming from as opposed to trying to agree with the you know one-sided leanings of somebody who is of a different era you know what I mean Mm -hmm. um not and it's it's such a it's I'm a very empathic like empathetic person Mm -hmm. in that I can even if somebody's being a dick, if, you know, they were raised to be a dick, you can kind of see where that's coming from. Right. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. if somebody raised them a different way, then maybe they would be repeating that pattern. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's 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 a cultural thing as well as um, as an individual thing, you know? Yeah. But yeah. it's it's you know, it's it's. In the past, this is what's what's very interesting about this time. It's like in the past, it affected me in a negative way in that I wouldn't get hired, period. Right. You know, if I ever did get hired, they'd usually keep me on because I'm good at my job. Right. But now it's affecting me in a way that like people want to hire women just because they're women. Right. And and that's great. What did kind that, of. <laughs> right. What did that. What, so you were telling me a story. Yeah. Um about going in day playing on a couple of days on a show where it was all handheld right it was just this day the show wasn't handheld but the day i was there was handheld i understand that i'm saying when you were there that's all you did was handheld and then what happened so yeah i came on this job and it's seemingly very progressive set where they were trying to they were doing this this same idea where yeah the dp wanted to um wanted to hire more women to make the statement of women in film and right you know that let go 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 diversity and yeah all of that yeah Mm and that's awesome. And yet there's many facets to that and we don't need to get into that. So wait, for the uninitiated, let me just say, the people in the business know what it means that it was just handheld that day. So Rue would normally oh, yeah. be pushing a dolly and doing 
hard thing like laying track, building dance floor, doing you know executing. We, we don't moves. need to tell the, the all that, but a, 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 a oh, very. Yeah, we haven't really talked about that. We should do no. It in a we should yeah. actually, yeah. but but uh, you know, a very technical job that takes years to learn and to be good at is really hard, and you're very good at it. Thanks. And this these days this or this <laughs> day, all you're really doing is taking a. Uh, taking the camera off the operator's shoulder, correct, and hanging it, onto it, yeah. handing it to handing the, it to the AC or putting, yeah, putting it on an Apple Box. Yeah, it's right. what I would call a no hitter. Like there's days where it's like mostly handheld, and then I'll get one or two dolly shots where I get to like do my thing. Right, but right, on right, those right. days where it's all handheld, I'm like, well. I didn't need to be here. I have done absolutely nothing. I, dis- <laughs> I disagree because it's a great help to the operator. And true. also, also if we're moving around a lot, you know, you're spotting us and stuff. That's and true. That's important to have. That's true. But it, it's, it's, it's not, that's not what I do. You know what I mean? But I'm happy to help. It's a, it's a more minor part of the job. Correct. And, and it does not show off any of my skill necessarily. It's more, it's a less. Yeah. It's, right. it's a lot more. And, uh, it's one of those things on a commercial if you're role. doing steady cam, they just throw any grip at you. They don't throw a dolly grip right, but to that, spot you and stuff. Because that can be detrimental in certain circumstances. I find it's terrible. I always want a dolly grip because yeah. they know what the hell they're doing. Yes. And, you know, grips are trying. You know, they're trying, but a lot of times they put the young guy on it because yeah. they know you just have to, you're sucking a guy away to yeah. be with the steady cam operator all day yeah. or a woman. Yeah. And, and they're, and they're, they're losing a person so they don't put their most experience right they put the bottom line yeah. you know anyway yeah but so anyway long story anyway, short anyway. you're doing the so the- i was i was doing the unskilled version of my job that does not prove that i'm a good dolly grip at all um but but i'm a pleasure on set so the dp came up to me halfway through the day and was like hey i want i want your number and I'm like, yeah, like those are like a new guy. Well, the way you said that was weird. Okay, he wants yeah, you're your right. Num- not he, like that. <laughs> not he's like never that. Met, he's never met you before, Correct. and he wants your number so that he has so that he, a dolly grip he knows. Yes, so that he has me in his Rolodex, so that he could then hire me because I'm I'm a good technician that would be valuable. Which is what you thought. Which is what I thought at first. I was like, cool. He thinks I'm good and wants to use me in the future. You know, wants to work with me in the future, and that's flattering. When halfway through the first day of working with somebody, they're like, I want your number. That's right. a, that's a good thing. Right. And then I got to thinking about it as I walked away and was like, wait a second, I haven't done shit today. What? what that's so weird like weird and then i ended up talking with my key and it turns out that he was like oh yeah this guy's trying to be very progressive and have more women in film and i'm like okay you know there's many different we were talking during the break of the it's just such a long conversation of the many different sides of that that are both good and bad right um but all of that to be said that at the end of the day, I came up to him and I gave him my number and his response to me was, oh, good, thanks. Yeah, I like to keep track of my inclusions. And that right there made me see red to the point where I was like, wait, um, excuse, what, what did you just say? He was like, repeated himself and then saw that I was looking at him in not a good way where he was then like, uh, I, I, I mean, I like to keep track of my inclusion because, you know, women in film and I just want to, I want to like, you know, celebrate and build my crew and, uh, and like the, it was so awkward oh that I just was like, all right, dude, I'll see you later. Like I'm going to back up uh. and then went over to my key and just like ranted for a good 10 minutes. Cause what that says right there is he doesn't give a shit if I'm good. And I'm not even a person. I'm a name and a number for him to have in his list of the people that he got jobs. I was there right. because I was it, filling but, in on a camera. But for, hang on. But hang on. You know, it, like, it, it doesn't necessarily mean that he doesn't care. It, 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 but, but what it does mean is that he's 
trying to get any woman he can to have a call list for because yep. he's trying to, okay. I don't want to be hired because I'm a woman. I know you don't. That's the thing. I know you yeah. don't. And I don't want to be hired because I'm a man either. Yeah. You know? Um, it, it, I want to be hired because I'm good. Exactly. And and th- the thing is, my point being like, he's not doing it intentionally as a derogatory thing. No. What he's doing is he's he has the right intentions and he's doing it wrong. That's exactly right. And that's what I've said about this interaction ever since. I'm like, the, the guy is coming from the right place and he's doing it I mean, if he just got your number and said, awesome, yeah. if we ever need <laughs> yeah. somebody. Yeah. Or if I had done any moves that day, I wouldn't have taken it that way either. But it's the fact that I didn't do anything and he wanted my name as an yeah, inclusion. But, and yeah, that, but, that just demeans me. Okay, let me you know? let me, let me me just dispute that for one second. Oh, I will <laughs> fight you. I will have one more bourbon and we can fight. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, look. You're there all day. Yeah. You're doing your job all day. I know you, you, you rarely walk away from camera. And when you do, you always, you know, if you run to the restroom real quick or yeah. whatever you yeah, do. Yeah. Um, but you're there doing your job properly. The job at hand for that day was done perfectly by you. Okay. So you didn't do any dolly moves. That doesn't mean no, he can't say, right. hey, look, she got along with everybody. Everybody likes her. All these other people true. know her. That's true. She must have been around the block. But the thing is... And, is and, and Vidal was your key, right? Yeah. Okay, Vidal likes her. And he was. it, it was like his first call when yeah. we needed somebody. So there's something That's there. True. I haven't seen her do anything but the job asked to do yet. I haven't seen her do the more complex part of the job. But it's a great number to have. Is there something wrong with that? That That is an ideal world. Okay. And, and that is not... Be, me being there and being fairly tuned into like you know stuff. I get it and I don't get it because yeah. I'm not you I'm not a woman no I'm I get not, it I'm not a person and, of color or anything so I'm, I'm not I'm, I haven't experienced these things so, yeah so I don't know all I can say is from it a, from come, a, it from a different perspective is it okay I mean, it's okay that way right and it's okay even if he's just like you know what she seems cool people seem to like her Maybe we'll try her out again. And if he just said, give me your number for that reason, is that, that's okay, of, right? Of course. Right. But saying to you, like, my inclusion list. No, no, so. yeah, no, it's, it's, that, that is, oh, that's man. the issue right that's there. That's the only I issue, I like right. to keep track of my inclusions oh, means man. that I'm not me and I am someone you hired because you are on a, a, a mission to right. have more women, which does, which demeans me as a technician. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. Um, you should be on a mission. To have all good people, or more good people, <laughs> yeah. or whatever, or give women more opportunities to learn, <clears throat> right? You know, or or, or right, hire minorities, a, hire a woman as a hammer, yeah, who can do that job, or but wants a, to be a dolly girl and let her and let her practice, yeah, all, all of these or whatever, things. Right. and that and that's actually that's something that could be done better within our union system. Like I know um, in Atlanta, in for whatever their union is, four thirty-seven, I don't know, I don't remember exactly what it was, okay. but they they Atlanta. Exploded so quickly, they didn't have enough qualified te- technicians there. So they had a lot of people move out from LA, obviously, but they also had their own, you know, and they had their own crews there that had already been running and were good. But the explosion was so big that they needed more people, period. So they started a training program internally. And I know right. there are some internal training programs, but there's not nearly enough. And those training programs don't tend to feed into actual on-set experience. It's just something like, here, you can go and you can take a dolly grip class. It doesn't get you a job. It mm-hmm. gets you a little bit. It gets you a day of pushing a dolly. Mm-hmm. But like that, sh- there should be like, you know, in, in San Francisco, 
Local 16, they have a journeyman program. It's a three-year program. You start and you're a permit, and then you go through a three-year program where you are sent out on every type of call that mm. they staff mm -hmm. in San Francisco. So you're there's what's called a C3. I did C3 calls um, at Moscone Center where you're a computer technician for trade shows, setting up monitors for booths. But uh, that's right. one of the jobs that they staff. Within their in, hall. Within, yeah, there's a huge... It's, it's what's called a studio mechanics union. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But all of this to say that there's a three-year journeyman program that you have to go through before you can get your card. So they, you, they know that you know how to do the job that you're being, you're being sent out on the call, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. And I feel like, I feel like that there, there's a hole in our system here that's right. like that. And if there was, like, say you have a one-month dolly intensive and, like, send more women through that program. You know what I mean? Like, just... Yeah. It, Taking someone because they're a woman and making them the A camera operator is great in theory until it costs you time and money because the, not because the person's a woman, but because they're inexperienced. Right. You and know? Not, not ready for and the, the job. And the same thing could be said about taking your son and having him or your, your whatever, your boo. Or your daughter. Right. right and, or sure. whatever. Or your daughter. But I was doing the woman thing so now on the man side taking oh. your son nepotistically which never happens in Hollywood and making him <laughs> your operator right. just because he's your son as right. opposed to because oh, he's never ready happened. never happened no. ever mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. totally exactly the same as hiring someone because <laughs> they're a woman for a job they're not experienced for yeah you know? You're right. You're right. I mean, I, I was saying before, I did I say this? Gosh, what, I've had a whole bourbon now. I'm like, eh. <laughs> um, no, I was saying earlier, I think off mic to you, we've been, it's been so weird with the little breaks. Yeah, had. yeah. Um, but um, I was saying to you off mic um, that when I'm day playing on a show or a show's just starting or whatever the thing is, I can spot real quick, like if my dollar has a clue. Yeah. Um, if you know, if they, if I'm like boom up, and I look back, and they're looking down at the handle to see which way is up, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm like, oh, this does not bode well for me. <laughs> yeah, I learned. I had a, I had a. This is not a joke. On the first day of a movie I did, a few years back, um, on the the very first day, I had to show the dolly grip how to put the dolly in crab. That's. Yeah. He was trying to do it with yeah. the. He was. Uh, he was in either rear steer around i can't remember but so he had the it's wheels turned. conventional brad conventional <laughs> sorry um he, anyway um he had it in one of those in the wheels turned obviously oh, yeah, and, and it was can't a, shift it was a straight, peewee yeah, yeah. and he can't shift yeah and he can't figure and he's <laughs> yeah yeah and he's doing it harder and i'm like hey man calm down yeah and i just walk back and i straighten it yeah and he was like oh and then he was all embarrassed and i and i told the key grip at the end of the night i'm like can I get a dolly grip? Yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah. I'm like, no, 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 no. We know he's not a dolly grip. Can I get a dolly? Can I? It was a, tier, so, it was a smaller movie. This and, is actually encouraging to hear. And I'll tell you why. Finish what okay. you're saying. Yeah. Uh, well, no, it was a smaller movie. And I got what I ended up getting was another guy, a young, very young guy um, who wanted to be a dolly grip. Yeah. Was he great? No. But we didn't need great. Right. And we didn't do tons of dolly work. Um what we did was fairly straightforward. We didn't do any dance floor work, um, and uh, and he did a, a pretty good job. Yeah. And and did he boom up when he should have boomed down once or twice? Yeah. Mm -hmm. but did he do it while we were rolling? No. Oh, good for him. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Like, because I've done it otherwise. <laughs> right. Well, look, everybody we, fucks up. No, and that's fine. Like, but if it's like, so it, bad example. I don't know. An example would be if a director on day one he wants to do a com- like a eight point complex dance floor move, and the guy's having trouble laying the dance floor. He doesn't know how to level it properly. Yeah. Or what? You know what I mean? And then doesn't know how to do it. That's when you know you're like, hey man. The director demands this be done. He, unfortunately, yes, he's not yes, ready for yes, this. Yes, I see your point. So you're talking the key now. This is your conversation. With of the course, key. Yes, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 look, he's yeah. a super nice guy or whatever yeah. it might be. But I need a guy who he can't can do execute it. the he vision. He cannot do this. Yeah. Can you call Rue? Can you call? <laughs> no, call somebody yeah. who can do it because, um, you know, there are different versions of dolly grips and some not versions but different experience Just levels experience and, levels or or the attention some people do dolly because they want the money but it's and not look, their some passion, operators you know? look at me and go kid and they're right yeah, yeah. you know what i well, mean think, think about me like i have i've been do- in this business since i was 14 years old and yeah. i came onto sets way younger than people who had way less experience than me so it's and i'm a woman like it's been this like really weird you I know, thing. Um, I understand, and it, I think it's a testament to you that you have pretty much always a smile on your face, mostly, always friendly, always happy, always a different hair color. No, I've been blue for a while, man. Different right, shades, well, different shades of blue. Yeah, we haven't seen each other in a long time. I know. I think on Dollhouse it was pink. It was pink and black was my jam for a long time. This is good. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, this is what, this. what what color are you calling this? Because I see about seven different blues. It's in there. many different. I'm actually gonna go see my girl tomorrow, and she she's very good. She just grabs a bunch of different stuff, and we, so you so your intention is to have it. Yeah, yeah, and this is also this is like three months in right now, so oh, it, it, it fades very creatively. I'm a very low maintenance person. It's like. I, I, oh, clearly. Yeah, I've been going to the same woman forever, and I'm just like, just make it look good and make it look good two months from now, because I'm not gonna, and, and I don't want to put product in it. <laughs> I don't want to do anything. I just, right, 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 right. Just make it work. Don't burn it out on me. It don't looks, just and, and it works. Yeah, it's good. Oh, cool. Um, okay, um, so let's get off the the woman thing because okay, we could go on forever, we and we we don't want to do we that. Um, I, I wanted to ask you a question. What are what is the thing or a couple of the things that operators do that drive you crazy? The, one of the things that drives me crazy is when people don't talk to me, they talk to the operator and the operator talks back to them and then they talk to me. The whole like no one on, only talk to the operator like, hey, Brad, boom up. I'm like, motherfucker, I am right here. Right. <laughs> like, I can hear you. You are facing him, but I'm a person. and I'm I have right. a fast explanation for that one. Sure. But that's not an operator doing it. No, that, no, you're right. I, I did. That's just a thing that annoys are you talking me. About, mostly you're talking about a director doing it, right? Or a DP or anybody. <laughs> really a DP? Yeah. I think directors are so scared of like union stuff. Right. Yeah. Especially the newer the they way. are, the newer they are, and the le- least, exp- the less experience they have, the more likely they are to just talk to like even they the. Pro- if they're really uh, it drives me crazy. They don't know what people it are drives doing. me crazy when the DP's standing next to me and they're like, "Hey, could um, if I'm a B camera, they're like, hey, could B camera um, tilt down and find that thing when he reaches for it?'" Right. And he's like, "Yeah, sure." He's like, "Hey, Brad, will you tilt down and find that thing?" <laughs> like we're all in listening yeah, yeah, distance, yeah, yeah. and you know, another thing that drives me crazy. <laughs> Wait, I asked the question. Hey, I will tell you something. <laughs> it happened yesterday when in, when ads go, "Hey, camera," 
Oh yeah. My my name is in camera. Yeah. Especially like it happened all day yesterday. Yeah. And the I think the AD is a little new. She would I think she's maybe a second a lot and she's getting her first thing thing because yeah. we were a it was a weird small unit thing. But hey camera, I mean we we yeah. met formally. Right. And your name is like on the monitor and stuff. Like yeah. If you if you cared you could you could do it right. It's a it's a little it's a little rude. Yeah. Um Okay, so so one thing yeah. that annoys me, and this is only now at this stage in my career with the techno technology to support not needing this. Like, okay, actually, there's a couple. So so the air, the the this way, this way, the pointing thing, like this way, this way, this way, that way. Like I have been doing, you know, composition for many, many, many years. Uh -huh. And if we're doing some different thing, like, oh, we're gonna short side and we're now we only wanna put heads in the bottom left corner of frame, or we want things growing out of people's heads. Like some people have crazy framing choices that they want to be sure, yeah. look for mm -hmm. their show. Yeah. But if we're not doing something like that, I fucking know how to compose the shot. Right. And you, like, there's, I'm not gonna, you know, when we're shooting and we're rolling and the actor hits the wrong mark or something, like, I will correct it. I'm not going to do it like, like, like really fast, really shitty right. to like, you want it to be imperceptible. You sure. want it to just ease over and then Or if it's a show that doesn't like to move during, during, during a shot, then yeah, you, you wait till their till line somebody's is not over talking. And, yeah, right. exactly. Whatever, All of sure. that stuff. Mm -hmm. But the operator sitting there pointing frantically with their eye, not looking at me, but frantically pointing. I'm like, Dude, I know. I have a monitor. I can see exactly what you're uh, seeing. I realize I'm just gonna do it at the right time. I've done that to people before. Yeah. I've done that. To but people. back in the day when I was starting, uh, I needed it. There were no monitors. Yeah. You know, and and that just shows like that. That also shows how things changed. Like, I remember when I got a monitor oh. and I got a lot of shit from people, other dolly grips, who were like. Um, you need that. Uh, like the old school dudes. Mm -hmm. And I learned the old school way where we would have somebody walk. You wait for the guy to point like crazy. <laughs> <laughs> no, and then you I, go, shit, the actor must have missed I, his mark. I mean, hopefully, but hopefully you can see if he missed his mark like that. But I you're know, not going to get like on long lens. You're not going to get it, it just right. And you did need that back then. But like the old way you used to have the DP walks through with the finder. You put exact marks directly below mm -hmm. perfectly where his thing. Then you lay sure. the dolly, the, the floor, Transfer the marks exactly. Oh, I know. Fucking, I've been on, I've yeah. been on shows like, like that. Like that, yeah. that was how I learned, and that's how we did it. And you did a double layer of plywood, and you screwed that shit. Like, it used to be this long, exact... Double layer of plywood? Oh, yeah. For what? For not having any bumps. For dance floor. Yeah, for dance floor. Oh, yeah. Now now you're lucky if you can lay any dance floor. Yeah. Or like, well, just go with skins. Just skins. No wood. Just wood takes too long. You're like, you're not going to like it, but okay. I anyway, know. But like... Just seeing how that changed. And so now like now I have a monitor. Now I do composition. I put the camera where it's supposed to be, not to and and, and like there's no everybody has their sense of pride within their job. Mm -hmm. You know? Camera operators are amazing. And working with good camera operators is the most rewarding thing. But camera operators who take credit for all of the composition are full of shit. Right. Because I put the camera where it needs to be, either in, out, left, right, up, down, like, yeah. you know, and and that is over half of it. I got way more axes of movement than you guys do, right. you know? Right, And, and like, to then have, so, yeah, that frantic pointing, I'm just like, dude. Let dude, me ask dude. you, do, do, when, when crew gifts are given out, how often are you included by the operator and or DP? 
Um, it's I'm like it's been a couple of years since I've been like on what, a show till rap. Like when an like when an operator's giving oh, his crew stuff. I I have been lucky lately to have very good relationships with my operators. The oh, ones yeah. that I do a full show with, we end up doing multiple shows. We're friends. We hang out. Like that's you know that's this will probably be the last time I see you. <laughs> hopefully not i mean i'm just kind of starting to come back after the baby so yeah yeah yeah. i know <laughs> I just don't have quite as many hours as i used to to give um sorry yeah. i derailed that yeah thing you did again. you did um no no um i'm just just wondering because you're the one you're saying oh when they take all the credit Oh yeah, yeah. You know, no, I, and that that ha that actually very frustratingly happened to me on the job that I did right before um, before I actually I got pregnant on the second season of that show um, on the catch. That was a very sorry. It was a bad show. Was it Shonda Rhimes show? It was very bad. I didn't watch it. It was good. If you did, you'd need some bleach for your eyeballs. That's a, a little bit. That's too bad. Yeah. Anyway. Um, <laughs> So yeah, oh, so on that job, well, I, I just think I think Dolly Grips are amazing, and I've seen like I I I'm always learning from them, you know. Yeah. Um, and and learning from other operators and how they work with their Dolly Grip and how they have their little rules, you know. We always <laughs> trim the hair here. Oh right. So the Dolly Grip knows like in this size shot, like. We're too high right now. Like, yeah, just, I mean, you just you get an eye for like if for the guy slides the down in his chair, be. it's less of a tilt and more of just he'll yeah. Just or slide if he down. moves and there's like something like really distracting in the background that's cutting right into his yeah, eye sure. line, I'll just, boom up so it's just, at his cheekbone instead. Just, you know what I mean? Like these just micro get away from it a hair micro movements, and it's a conversation that micro I have aggressions. <laughs> microaggressions. Microaggressions. <laughs> no, it's okay. Well, no, I've <laughs> never really worked on a show like this, but I've heard like I heard House of Cards. Um, and I don't know if this is the whole run or whatever, but um, Kelly Boris, he was was one of the Dolly Grips, and he said we don't, we either tilt or we boom. Yeah, we do not. Well, th that's sorry, you that's kind of a rule yeah. all the time. But but what? Um, sorry, we never tilt. That was the thing. Uh -huh. <laughs> so yeah. So if somebody in other sits words up, on stand ups, up. yeah, on stand ups, you got to nail it. The operator's not helping. Yeah, like. I'm always ready to help at Ollie Grip. Yeah. A little, which it sucks if you have to help him a lot because then you get backlash You get boned the on the top. Oh, my yeah, God. Totally. You're too high and then <laughs> yeah. you're and then violently blurp, tilting yeah. down. Oh, my yeah. God. But. And with an O'Connor, you don't know where to come back to. Like if you were on wheels and you knew where you wanted your wheel to be at yes. that top mark, you could at least. Oh, okay. Zap back. Happy, happy and place. Stop it there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you, don't, you don't have that luxury. So That's true. Anymore. You're just. Wah! Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> Yeah, I've seen. I see what you see. I've seen it. <laughs> Not you, but you guys. Right. I know. I know. But but people people don't understand because it looks so easy oh, when yeah, they when do it's it done well. Right. And it's I'm hanging. Even I'm impressed all the time. And I'm hanging out for dear life, going, get it, like because I know the standups coming. <laughs> Gotta be fast. And they're Depending. like. Whoa. And yeah. I'm like, didn't have to help at all. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Nailed awesome. It. Yeah. You know, it's it's always a great feeling. Yeah. And it's, it's oh, but you, okay. I've got a funny it's story about that. Such a specific skill, dude. But it's you crazy. can get boned. Like I got boned on. So wait, to, just to clarify oh. for the uninitiated again, because I don't know if we made it clear. Like when a when an actor stands out of a chair, like they're at a table and they stand up out of a chair. 
um, and they, you know, let's say they're ranting and then they stand up and they rant some more and then they leave the room. Well, you'll often go up with them mm -hmm. uh, uh, as they stand up. Yeah. Obviously, you're going to either tilt up or boom up or whatever. So <laughs> some actors are very great about standing up at a very steady, even pace. Mm hmm and others, or sometimes they're really angry and they have to like jump out of their seat or others just jump out of their seat anyway. Or they fake you out where they like, uh, like stand up with their butt. Oh, they, they go they to stand up over. and then they point yeah. and then they stand up and you're like, And then oh. they hesitate and go back down for the thing they forgot and you're like, fuck. Right. So if you ever see these weird, weird tilts or the camera goes yeah. boink. And like, it's that's, because that's not right. how it was in rehearsal. Right. And that's a whole other thing. Like with yeah. actors, wonderfully trained actors who have been around for a long time and know what's going on. Oh, yeah. They just do it. You never have to ask Dude, them, hey, Dennis could Quaid, you stand up? What a dream. Right. What a dream to work with. Right. He's so professional uh, and so aware of the camera. Yeah. And like, yeah, you don't even, you have to be like, hey, Dennis, so on that one, he's like, oh, yeah, I like, got kind of blocked by that guy. I'll make sure to cheat out. And you're like, oh, cool. Right. <laughs> Thanks. They all, they all notice. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I got a movie that way because Cuba Gooding Jr. liked he said, you're always, he goes, even if I miss my mark or another actor misses my mark. And I didn't find this out until a month into the second movie. He said, I noticed when we did the Dirty, the other movie, that you always, you would fight to just get the shot. Mm -hmm. He's like, even if you were doing Steadicam and like you would just swing the camera over, like see, the, in, those in his are, language, yeah. he's like, I could just see you fighting for the shot. And I noticed him helping me too at times. Right. But if he couldn't help me, he noticed me helping him. It's that's some of the best compliments when people yeah. who are not in the technical realm that you're in notice your technical These skill. These are intelligent people. Yeah. Right? I they had, would be good at something else too, not just <laughs> acting. You know what I mean? No, I had that with a writer. There was a writer on on Vegas, that show I did with Dennis Quaid, where like halfway through that was that was the best job I've ever had. Oh Vegas, that rep. was the one that was like the dirty Las yeah, Vegas. That was like the that, underbelly one. It was when it was the the like the creation of Vegas and it was um, Yeah, I, I never watched it but it looked cool. I never watched it either because oh, okay. I didn't have time because right. um, I was working, working on, on it and it was it was so <laughs> grueling it was the mm. most rewarding show I've ever worked on we really? did such creative camera work my team I had Jason Blount as my operator and I had Tony Martin as the first AC we the team that we created and the freedom that Joe Gallagher our DP gave us to make it as interesting and and beautiful and it, as possible was so awesome and like I had never had a, a working relationship with an operator before like that where I had just as much input in our shots as he did and I'd be like you know it took us obviously a little while to establish this working relationship mm -hmm. but when it did it was just it was just like the freaking leash came off and I was able mm. to be like well what if we actually come from behind here and at this point then we catch him and they'd be like oh yeah that's great and then we do it and like Tony's in the other room I don't know how focus pullers do it at all oh, now. hardest fucking job on set but like yeah. he's in the other damn room and we just like something changes and I'm like I'm going to go for his hand. And Jason's like, okay, like I'm whispering this to him. And we just dive in for a close up on his hand because it just felt right in that moment. And then Tony, and Tony fucking nailed it. And then yeah. the, Joe runs in and he's like, oh, that's dynamite. And it was just like this very free. Oh, so he felt good at work every day. Uh, it was, right. it, but it was hard because yeah. we were shooting like 
out in Lancaster, half a mile Ugh. from Bakes Camp, shooting 360 so that like the bathrooms are half a mile away. Ugh. So you just stop drinking water in the desert while you're working because you don't have time to go pee. Oh, like, and it, yeah, th- there were brutal working conditions, mm. but the actors were great and the creativity was off the chart. Like I had so much fun on that job. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. That's really cool. Um, That's always nice to hear. It's it it has been and since then that's that's where this is going like since then I have learned to speak up more Mm. from that creative space in a place that I didn't feel like I could or should before or maybe it just unlocked this door that now I get those more creative thoughts of like instead of just executing what somebody tells me you know I'm an artist when I'm not well it's kind of one it's kind of one of those things where you don't even know you have it until somebody then, offers to right, right, and then and then you build your muscle. You, re- and then you you're do like, oh, it, and you build your muscle, like and now it. it feels good. Now right. you want to keep doing it. So right. like my my go to now when I start a job, which I haven't really done that much since then, because I did a couple seasons of a show, then got pregnant, and I'm, now right, here I am. Right, right, right. So um, but I would start this conversation of like, hey, so my style is like it, when I'm first meeting an operator, uh, if we're gonna be on a show for a long time. I'm like, hey, dude, so my style is like. I go for the composition. I'm not going to ask you before I make adjustments. Is that okay with you? You know, like, do you, right. do you, is it going to fuck you up if I move the dolly when you're not expecting it? Mm-hmm. And I'm lucky to work with people who take that in stride because it's like, I don't know who would say no to that. Correct. But, but if you don't know to <laughs> ask I'm that sure question, somebody then you're scared to do it. And if somebody's right. not experienced, they're not going to, they're not going to be striving for the right frame in the first place yet mm-hmm. in their career. You know what I mean? So, but like that, that yeah it really opened up this world that now i'm you know i've also my other australian jason um jason blount is australian from adelaide i spent many years with him and then i started working with this brings us to the catch i don't think i've ever met jason blount but i've he's very tall is he (laughs) very australian yes taller than me very tall yeah taller than you wow i've got two jasons so this is funny after that i met jason elson who is it? He's my he's my wee Australian. Worked with him yesterday. Uh, did you? I he was love the other him. <laughs> I love him. He's another one. That guy has more equipment, and he's like, "Oh, you should see this is my <laughs> this is my day play kit." I'm like, "What?" It's like twenty cases. He's he's very busy, and he I does brought a lot of literally stuff. three cases. Yeah. He, I mean, he has a vest and a, a an arm bag, and so do I. I didn't bring that, but yeah. he brought So whatever, but it was crazy. Anyway, yeah. Uh, so so he's the other one that he's also Australian, Jason from Adelaide. Yeah. They both knew each They're other. They're both from Adelaide. Yeah, I was like, your accent sounds very much. Like you know, we got to talk to the visa office because it's only one Jason study <laughs> camp operator Jason. from Adelaide. Yeah, per lifetime. Yeah. So weird. He's another one that I had that working relationship with. Yeah. Of like immediately we started like, yeah, and then, oh, and then we could, and what if we, and I remember one time we were doing this shot, the director asked us to do this thing where like she's sleeping in the bed, he's across the room in a chair sitting. It's like the morning after they have sex for the first time. And he's like sitting there thinking, he's got to go. He's living a double life, but he's hanging, trying to be in the room to like just savor the moment. She's still asleep. It's dawn. Like that's the feeling. Mm -hmm. And so they wanted it just to be a static shot of her in the foreground and on the bed and him in the background. Mm -hmm. And I was like, we set it up and we're B camera on this job. And I'm Mm -hmm. just like, let's just, let's just be creative man so i was like what if we do this super slow because it was like an eight second 
shot, which uh-huh. is really long for a TV for a show. static shot, too. Yeah. So I'm like, what if we start really low and we just see her and we just slowly boom up oh, and reveal great idea. him yeah. and then get into his headspace? Because then we zoom in over to him and then she wakes up and that's how the scene was going to play out in the editing. Uh-huh. And I, that was like, I, I felt I could make that suggestion. Right. He loved it. We didn't tell anybody. We did it and they all you came. You didn't tell anybody? No, man. We cool. just did it. And they cool. came over there like, oh my God, that's great. Blah. And that was Jeff Jur who I guess I put... Uh, yes, DP on Jeff that. I love Jeff. I, I don't know Jeff Oh, Jer. he's great. I've heard so many good things about he's Jeff so Jer. great. I know. Jeff Jer's awesome. I want to work. Hey, Jeff. Hey, Jeff. I'm available. <laughs> <laughs> love you, mean it. Miss you, buddy. Uh, I've heard so many yeah. good things about him. He's super awesome. Um, our friend Ron has told me a bunch of good things mm-hmm. about him, too. Um, that's cool. So, that's really but cool. But like those, those experiences well, I was gonna, I was going to say something that... that available uh, before, or it didn't feel available. So that, that's, right. that's when it's good. This opened your... Yeah, like right. like it's a it's making this shot is a collaboration, man. Like right. it takes three of us. It's yeah. not just in the in the past. It was I am the image keeper. I'm sure you've heard that. Have you never heard that term? Really? You're looking at me like you don't. No, know I don't talking. think I have. That back. I'm in, sure I've heard some version. Back of in this. the hoity-toity days of film and uh, big ass movies, uh, the operators would insist on calling themselves the image keepers, and no one is allowed to touch or look or anything. And it was very mm. stuffy. Yeah, that's. That's the old days. I'm not. Exactly. I'm not. Whatever. Yeah. A- anyway. Yeah. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Although there was a thing about putting your eye on my eyepiece. No, that's true. Nobody wants pink eye. I've gotten pink eye from an eyepiece. <laughs> oh, it's a long time ago. You know, it's a film job. Yeah. And, and, I agree uh, with that. This gaffer wouldn't stop. And then once one person does it, everybody just starts right. jamming their face on there and I showed up with pink eye. I'm like, so anybody who wants to put their eye on the eyepiece today, feel free. Feel free. I'll know who you are. Feel free. <laughs> I would know that's the thing. They yeah. weren't even doing it behind my back. Right. Oh, yeah. You know, I'd step away for a second and come back and the gaffer's got his eye on my eyepiece. I'm like, come on, man. And like, does the whole like, you, where you raise your head and like really smash the eye in there. Oh, like, yeah. Uh-uh. The dive in. <laughs> yeah, the right? dive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, no, and, and you know what? If you ask or if you do, if you do one hover? of these, the hover yeah. eyepiece, that's fine. Yeah. And look, these are the days before there were good monitors Correct. and good monitors everywhere. Yes. So they don't, nobody does it anymore. Yes. And most operators don't even use eyepieces that much anymore. True. That's true. But um, anyway, there was a, there, there was a, uh, What's the right word? There was a way of doing things that mm-hmm. sometimes people didn't do. Yeah. <laughs> but I was going to say about yes. your, your, your previous comments. You were talking much earlier about setting up complicated stuff and how they don't do that on TV. Yes. And I was just talking to somebody the other day about how <laughs> um, we'll, we'll set up some shows will set up this giant wide shot to open the scene or the episode or whatever and you know like we spent four hours setting it up because we have to move all those trucks and the cops have to block that road and all the cones are in and okay the, the somebody get the bathrooms out of here mm-hmm. the jennies are in the like we spend What's hours and hours there? and hours and it's going to be this you know this big dolly move blah 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 to open the thing and then you see the episode and it's like cut blink, cut into the <laughs> yep. and now we're in a close-up i see where and you're it's going like, with this man you know and they never use it no. and it, it takes so much time yeah it's true, and or and they that, use it like for a heartbeat in the middle of the of the the, move. the it, scene oh, to, yeah. to motivate a, a line cross oh, right. or something. You that's, know, it's frustrating, and it's it's something 
if we were just talking about this I told you the other day on set they were like what's your favorite director or movie for dolly gripping and stuff right. and I was like you know just at least even my experience of working on shows with some of my favorite deep or directors or whatever like working on a Paul Thomas Anderson movie they totally cut up some of our shit you know or didn't use it or whatever and like I it has me thinking moving forward because I'm like trying to figure out what the hell my career is going to be from here on out sure um because I don't have at least right now and I know with the baby you're no that you guys are you and your husband are exchanging like you don't want to just put her in daycare all the time she's in daycare but she's in daycare at a regular schedule right whether either of but us, you don't want to have to have like a sitter for 20 hours all the no, time no right? and, and we have a good situation we've got grandma living we own a duplex we moved grandma oh, downstairs that's so that's great but the thing is it's not grandma's job to take care of our daughter and it's sure. also not our it's, well, not, it's your job to get to know your daughter too. it's not our interest to not be present for her life right, it's not right, like right, we right. just had a kid to then go back to work to afford her care like right, right, I'm, right. I'm in it to to be with this little person and help her become the best little person she can be right and then big bigger person um but like it's okay if she stays small she she's a little on the wee side the last <laughs> time we got her checked she has a 98th percentile head and a 19th percentile body so you know <laughs> size wise yeah you gotta roll her cuffs but her hats never fit <laughs> <laughs> and that's charming um that's but, funny but my point being like moving forward i've been thinking a lot about my career lately of like how i mean i never could envision at all what my career would be like after baby um, there's not a lot of people in my career or my department or anything that have any any reality. It's this isn't something that happens to a dolly grip. Dolly grips don't have babies because they're not women, and right. grips don't experience like their wives have the babies and then they work. Nothing changes really for them except for the fact that they have a kid now, but they continue to go to work and blah blah blah. And for me, right. I'm like career ender. <laughs> You're home. You're a right. milk factory for the child right. and then like and and you know I'm primary caregiver I'm mommy so yeah. in my heart I don't see how I could be on a TV show as the A camera dolly grip again for 8 months like Even B. not yeah it's I I don't see that happening and so I'm but my problem is is like that what you were just saying of like you make this beautiful artistic shot and then they mm. cut it up like I I got I came to peace with the fact that in editing they'll do what they do but I got to learn how to make a beautiful shot because we made them how they used right. them afterwards was right. how they used them but but I I have the eye that I have now because yeah. of all of the times we made them you, you did know it. and right. I was thinking about that and I'm like I want to do that I don't want to give that mm. up except like I almost want to be like hey film students you have a really ambitious project. I want to come and work on your project for free because I just want to do really creative stuff that's right. not the kind of stuff that I'm going to get hired for as a day player. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And then I, I don't know. You were talking earlier about... It takes time, too. You have to have relationships with people. It's true. It's true. You know, this doesn't all happen on day one. No, it doesn't. And that that is another very good point of like, I, I was super depressed a little while ago looking at my career because I'm like... You know, it takes at least a week or approximately a week for an operator to 
to acknowledge I know what I'm doing, sometimes less. <laughs> but like when I come in for a day, they assume I don't know anything at the beginning of the day. And maybe by the end of the day, the very end, they'll be like, hey, good having you. And then I don't see him again. But the whole day takes me right back to the very beginning of my career of like, great, got to prove myself to this new person. Oh, and now I don't even need to, I don't get to come back the next day to reap the rewards of that bullshit. Okay, of, I have a question. You know I've, what I mean? I've, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have a question for you. Yeah. Did I do that on Dollhouse? I don't remember. <laughs> All right. Because I don't think I did. It was long but enough did, ago that I, I don't, don't remember. remember. Doing, I honestly. I remember liking you. So. <laughs> okay. Probably not. I don't remember doing a dolly shot on that show, though. <laughs> that show was so much handheld. It, it was a lot of handheld. And a little bit of steady cam. But that was also very much like Lisa and Reza's style. Was, and. continues to be they're very i was reza's dolly grip for a a year or two right and there were some shows oh you were what'd you do yeah we did a job in atlanta called necessary roughness which was a tv show that was like five or six months in atlanta did lisa shoot that she did i didn't know that and then we did well the story of dollhouse even is funny i was supposed to be the a dolly grip on that and then it got let go at the very last minute before we started the job because I had told BD, the key grip, that I was going to be out of town for the first like three days or something or like first week. Wait, what's his full name? Uh, Mike Pizzuto. Oh, you he, call him BD? BD is his nickname. Sorry. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, no, because I think I know a gaffer named John BD. And I was like, totally wait a different. minute, what? Yeah, no. Um, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Yeah, um, yeah. So I, I, I was, but this, this is derailing from the previous point. Whatever. Mm. Let's just ride the wave. The whole thing's derailed. <laughs> It's fine. Cheers. That's the whole point. <laughs> oh, you want to read? Okay, yeah. wait. We clean. All right, there we go. <laughs> mm. To further derail. Ooh, I need ice. Um, I'll grab that in a second. Um, <laughs> to further derail, uh, on that job, I was high, I was supposed to be the A dolly grip, I think, or B or something. I was supposed to be a dolly grip, and then I was unavailable for the first week. Uh-huh. They had somebody else, a dude, fill in for me, and by the time I was available... Lisa, who I had never met, had decided that she didn't want to shake it up at that point and wanted to just stick with the person that was filling in for me. So, like, I was gone for, like, a month on this, like, vacation. Mm-hmm. And when I came back, my job was gone. And I had nothing else lined up because I had turned everything else. And the great part was, I can go on vacation because I know I have a job. Bing, bing, bing. Yeah, yeah, that's... that's And that was a scramble. That was the one time that I almost lost my hours and, like... That's pretty lame. Lost my insurance. And I was just, like... There were a couple times some of the I'm guys sure on that job... I'm sure she didn't think of the things that all. way. Ironically, was filling in for my replacement a couple times. And at the end, like, I think I filled in for him three days in a row because he lived in San Francisco at the time. Uh-huh. So we went back up to see his wife. I covered him. Um, and she, at the end of that, was like, oh, my God, why aren't you on this show full time? And I looked her in the face. I'm like, because you, you fired me. Because <laughs> you fired me before you met me. And she was like, oh, well, uh. <laughs> it was a very funny beginning to our working relationship. Yeah, that's yeah. a bummer, though. Wait, where'd of- you go for a month on vacation? I went and worked at Burning Man. Oh. Burning Man happens is a very, very bad time for television starting up. Oh, it's, oh, it's, it's like, it's like it's Labor like July, Day. August. So, but when I, I worked out there, I would be out there for like a month or six weeks or something. Mm. So I'd be out there from like mid-July till September something. And most shows start up, you know, in August. So. September? What? Yeah, I, working out there. I worked for a long time. But like, it's over Labor Day weekend. So it's like usually the last weekend of burning? April. Okay. Last, oh, I'm sorry, April. Jesus. August. And so, oh, so, so, so your last couple of weeks are breaking down. 
Yeah, the right. last week or something. Right, I do, okay. yeah, the heavy equipment. I don't break the whole city down, but I just finish out like the rigging. And no, no, once I understand. Every, like everything that I rig and work on, it burns, so I don't have to really tear anything no down. No really? Yeah, mostly. Oh. So that's easy. But then okay. you just like, you wrap it up, the, the festival, and then you do, a, I do a couple days of cleanup afterwards or whatever. Um, but it just is a bad time. And so How long I'm, is the festival? Festival's a week. Jeez. Okay, got yeah. it. Do they pay you well? They must be making no, gobs of money. They're making gobs of money, but they don't pay shit, and it wasn't ever about the money. I actually told them they No, sh- I understand that. <laughs> I, under- I understand I told that. them they shouldn't pay me, because the first year I did it for free, and the second year they offered me a grand, and I was like, dude, if you can't For beat- like a month and a half? Yeah, I was like, if you can't beat my unemployment, you'll be doing me a disservice by paying me. <laughs> Just don't pay me. Wow. Yeah. Eventually, they did. They paid me approximately for a week what I... Like now, that I, I worked... 14 and 15 or 2014 15 were they paying you a week what you were making a day basically yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> basically yeah. on the job i'm on now yes it was that i'm making like a commercial rate on this job so yeah actually i would get in a week what job are you on now it's nothing to write home about okay well, well you'll tell me after i'm <laughs> yeah. just curious yeah. yeah um i want to see if you can get me some work <laughs> <laughs> um no that the uh I thought you really went on a month vacation, which I'm. It it is though, like that work. Uh, it totally is. It is. I'm all sure you from have fun heart. and stuff, dude. But, I like, can't even tell you. You're in the desert and it's hot. Yeah, but that doesn't bother me. Okay. <laughs> you know. Fair enough. Yeah, everything about those experiences were really fulfilling. In 2007, I got to help design a cable system with shackles bigger than my head that deployed and worked perfectly to help our derig happen like for for the man base that it's the thing that the man is up on top of the burning man okay so like but like the the opportunity and to be that was a workplace it's changed slightly since which is sad but um yeah i mean all the hardcore burning man people are like not all i've heard a lot of them be like well i don't really want to go anymore everything it's changes so different yeah but it's you, all corporate now blah blah people said that when i started going and i started going back in like 99 2000 right, right, right so right. Like, there's always some version yeah of i mean every generation out. is gonna say right. you kids and your music sucks so like i'm very aware of the fact that what it is now doesn't appeal to me like it used to but it appeals to other people the difference is so don't pee on their parade suck. man you know it does. <laughs> no, <I'm> just kidding. <laughs> you're jaded old man Get off sure. my lawn For, get the hell off my lawn and stay off my lawn <laughs> no no mother. i don't care what people listen yeah. to I, that's all good that's yeah. all good actually um i'm i uh i met a i met a girl the other day uh uh who I, we were chatting and she's like i went to burning man for the first time last year she's 38 mm-hmm. Did, okay so we have this thing <clears throat> the, us who work there were like oh my god like the, the newbies the ones who go for the first time uh-huh. <gasps> burning man Change my life, change my life. Everybody <laughs> says, change my life. Did she say that? Um, no. <laughs> Did it change her life? I'm sure. I'm. I'm. I don't doubt that those words have come out of her mouth. Um, because she was like, "Oh my God, it's the best thing ever! Yeah. I can't wait to go this year." Would you ever go? Do you want to go? I'm like, you should. I'm like, uh. so here's here's the funny part. Because I've I'm so the, the, <laughs> if you can afford it now. Well, this is all. Expensive. Yeah, that's another it's thing. Really too. expensive. Now. And and also this is all hearsay. But I hear there's like you know people rent like million dollar RVs to go. Yeah, there's and that. They like they Don't live in that. luxury and Don't all. Don't do that. No, but here's the point. Yeah. Here's the point. So there, I saw a picture of her dressed in her like Burning Man. This is the gross side of it, but yeah. Is it? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Her like costume, which is yes. always like some skimpy, super oh, it is. sexy. Lots of people do that. 
That's great. Basically, the thing that I will say, because now we're derailing the film podcast to be now a Burning Man podcast. It's about everything. It's fine. So the thing about Burning Man is it will be what you make of it. If you go there to have it be your Instagram product placement, unfortunately, (laughs) that will be all it is. And you will go around and it will be like a giant Hollywood party in the desert where all you're doing is going there. And you'll meet all the people like you. Exactly. You will find what you're looking for. If you go out there and in the middle of the night come up on an artist who's struggling with their project in a sandstorm and ask, can I help? Right. Which was my experience my first year. Uh, And I was just like, they were like, what do you know how to do? I'm like, I know all sorts of things. What do you need done? And they were like, I don't know how to make these headlights work. So I got inside their giant three bus long dragon bus and rewired their headlights so they could keep driving and they were like so thankful that then oh, they, cool. d- they drove me around the playa and I got like some whiskey or something and like then I'm still friends with friend. those people right. still now this is almost 20 years later yeah. I met her that woman I met her baby brand new baby she brought out there wasn't even a year old and we were just she just commented on the facebook's from when i made my baby announcement she's like oh i'm so glad my baby's 17 i'm like yeah i know lisa i met your baby baby 17 yeah yeah i'm like your math checks out that's when i met your baby when she was not one when she was in your arms like crazy so that like a lot of my film skills fed into the things that I was able to offer right. out there. And then the things that I learned out there have, have you know, fed into all the rest of the ways that I live my life. And it's, it really is, it's a metaphor for life, man. It's, you get what you, you know, you get what you give. <laughs> if you want to just be seen, then that's all you'll get. But if you want to, like, get down in the trenches and right. really have some experiences, that yeah. is available, you know? All right. I mean, you know... Uh, it, yeah. Look, here's here's like the camping thing doesn't really appeal to me. Then you will so, have some problems. But the, but the right the funny it is a caustic environment. I get it. Yeah. I get it. And I you know and I get I I don't have anything. I I know plenty of people who love to go camping and the yeah. whole thing. And I love the campfire moment or whatever. You yeah. know that that kind of stuff. I'm down with that. But sleeping on the ground or whatever bring an air mattress okay fine <laughs> that's what um, I did okay fine sleeping on an air, air mattress sucks it can okay but and not showering sucks so bad and sun I w- showers you what? get a bag and it's black and you hang it and it gets warm by the sun and you shower at a certain time in the day because you're oh. planning ahead okay I mean these are these are no that's cool that's now cool. I have an air conditioned box with a, with a bed because, oh you do yeah right. they're provided right. by the event because we started making them because I have to work all night rigging and stuff this oh so you have to sleep during the day sometimes right, right, you right, know? right but like right. the infrastructure has grown so much but I like get it, back I get when it. we started it's just like no I understand any, if, you helped build something like because it like was anything. just starting then right kind uh, no, it's been. It was around since the eighties. Oh, really? It moved to the playa in the nineties. Okay. Um, but it, yeah, it started getting big then. Maybe yes. Whatever. It's now very much on the radar. But the point about the girl. Okay, goddamn it. Was that she was? I was like, uh, I'm not super into camping. Like, I like I could do it, but then I'd, ha- I'd like I'd have to have the super nice RV. And I don't think that's really a point. She's like, no, 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 I stayed in an RV. I'm like, oh, you did? And she's like, yeah, yeah, it was great. She's like, showers every day. I'm like, oh, okay. And I got, like, I don't know anything about it, but from, like, people like you who are legit, like, Burning Man people, they're like, don't do that. Like, don't do that. (laughs) And I'm like, okay. But also you get, like, I can say don't do that, but when I was sleeping on an air mattress in a tent, I was 23, 
22, yeah. 21, 20, that's, 19. That's like, the, right. I'm not that anymore. Right. And I probably would not go back out there and do it that way anymore simply because right. I did that and I'm at a different place in my life. Right. You well, know that's I mean? my point. So do that's it. That's my point. Do it a different way. It's or so don't weird do to it. me that I don't care. It's so weird to me that like a 38 year old, though, is like, like that speaks but to that's something. The thing, I'm not trying to like. <laughs> Everybody Make who goes, fun of this girl, uh, so like, D- fucking David Katzenberg, who's uh, Jeffrey's son. I know David. Yeah, Dave, yeah, so David, I've worked with a bunch of times. I remember I was I was the a dolly grip on on Goldberg's when he was he was like you know directing. Wasn't he show running that show or kind, something? He, or? he was like he was just there a lot. He he started out on the first season as one of our guest directors, and everybody liked him so much that he came back the second season as the every other episode director. Mm. Um, and now he's. He's, he's a nice guy. He used to, he used to play a lot of poker. I don't know if he still wonderful. does. I, I used don't to know play that. Poker with him a lot. But, but um, I remember when he was going to go to Burning Man, and he knew that I worked out there, and he was oh, like, yeah. "Rue, you got to give me the lowdown. Like, what's what do I have to like?" Uh. And then he and came, this is a guy who, who can afford to be helicoptered in with a giant. Absolutely. RV if he well, wants now to. his father yeah. is a, goes and like his hangs. Dad goes. Yeah, his dad goes. Um, really? His dad camped in first camp last year with all of the people who started Burning Man. What is first camp? First camp is where the people who started Burning Man camp. Is that like in the middle or something? It's, yeah, it's circular, kind of, right? Yeah, it, it's it's like a horseshoe. But yeah, so oh. for like all the CEOs and the, they, they call it um, the Borg or the Council of Darkness. The, the, it's like the group that started it and has been you know they're the heads and the llc members and stuff and so they have their own camp and yeah i heard oh, the Jeff, people who actually deal with the business of burning man it's uh, the, their like business. the business business yeah. right got it got it and who have been there the longest well why was he allowed to stay there i don't know because mm, they want to hang out with him right okay anyway where did david stay so da- david stayed at wherever i don't know i'm that's beyond the point did you even see him there no, I don't think I went because I was on the damn show and they wouldn't let me go, Fuck. even though they said they would at the last minute. That was when uh, they're like, "We just don't think." Yeah, we, we can just lose can't you. let you go, and you, we said that before you could. we wouldn't hire you because you're a woman, and now, and now we can't. We afford- can't live without you, so don't do anything fun ever. <laughs> um, it's at a very bad time for TV. I get that. Bullshit. Anyway, but David was like, so David. And if you've already started like taking that time off, it's crazy, right? Yeah, yeah and yeah. that was you just now. But started that was the also show. the pivotal time in my career. Like, I stopped going to Burning Man intentionally when I got that job with Lisa, um, mm. 2011 in Atlanta. Like, I was in Atlanta. We we're doing this thing. It was the first year that I couldn't get away. I also really wanted to prior- start prioritizing my Dolly career. I stopped accepting other work, and then it was happening for me, and I was A-camera all of a sudden. I'd been struggling to try to get A-jobs for a mm-hmm. long time, mm-hmm. and then I finally was, and then I was like, you know, I've done that. I haven't done this. I need to put my effort towards the new thing, you know? Um, so so that when David went, it was still falling in that time period. Anyway, but just to talk about jaded fucks or like, oh, it's not fun anymore or whatever. Like he went and he can have any experience he wants. He's goddamn Katzenberger. You know, like he's, he's. You call him Katzenberger? Yes, yes. Is that the, what you guys called him? I, that's what I called him, the Katzenberger. <laughs> so he, and, and he went and had his mind blown and immediately was talking like every other person who goes for the first year of like, oh my God, so amazing. Look at these pictures. Have you ever? I'm like, dude, yes, I've, I've totally seen so it. So Th- the, the art there is what you're going for, That's right? what I go for. Okay. Other people go for the music. Some people go for the drugs. Some people go for the sexy, crazy experience. All of this has gotten less and less as the cops are there more and more. Everything still exists. 
We should talk about film again, probably. <laughs> no, but no, no. I just find it interesting because it's like it a carnival, yeah. you know. And and um, it used to be like an anything goes carnival, and now it's like a let's see if we can still get away with the shit we used to get away with carnival. But there's nothing else like it, and they help to fund and create a space for stuff that can't happen anywhere else. And in that, you will have yeah, an well, experience like none other. if you're making like, like a three-school bus long dragon that and works. there's no other place that's more of a blank slate, like no, that's more of an empty white canvas than the moon, right. which is basically what it looks like out right. there. Right, and, and you get exposure as an artist. These days now, before you did it because you wanted to make stuff, now it yeah, is... Yeah, but then you get, but you wanted to make stuff, so that's your driving force, but then you get exposure through the other artists. Yeah, you know, just because an art buyer doesn't see your work doesn't nope. mean you're not respected. Oh, but that's now what it is. It's, it's for a long it time. Is. It has been it the trade show for festival art. Of course, of course, know. and that's fine. Whatever. Yeah, because more power. That's great for artists. artists. Should get fucking money. Right? They you should know? get paid, man. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> did you ever sell anything there? I I have never made my own piece for Burning Man. So you're I making have, pieces for other. people. I have always yes right, yeah. been like you're the helping lead. Build them or whatever. Yeah, exactly. That's cool. Yeah, that's Which, cool. Yes. I mean, it sounds interesting to me, but in certain ways, it sounds totally miserable. So maybe I could do the art. It is all of those things. Maybe I could do the... Okay. There is, is no that, happy is that without the thing? sad. It really? No, is really. That it? It's 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 an extreme situation, and I have gone to all of the extremes. I have been okay. the happiest. I have been the saddest. I've been, you know, I've been hurt beyond repair physically, you Ooh. know, out there. there uh, like, and then also had some of the most amazing, unrepeatable... Because you just couldn't right. do what we did mm. anywhere else. Like, I, yeah, some of the stuff I've gotten to do is is would never have happened anywhere else, and That's have cool. been incredibly fucking awesome. <laughs> and then other times it's absolutely miserable. And isn't that life? <laughs> yeah, isn't that just life? Yeah, Comp compacted into a tiny pill that's a week long. You know. Sure. So what I'm hearing you say is I could go in an RV and then just do it like you do it. You should do it like you do it. Fair enough. But, I, you know, I, look, I'm not there. Of course, you know, for the podcast, I want more Instagram followers and stuff. I'm not there for Instagram followers. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. If I was going to go, I would go to see cool stuff that you can't see anywhere yeah, else. Yeah, absolutely. And that right. was a great I'd reason go to go. I'd go to see the three bus long dragon. Yeah. With the headlights. Yeah. That were uh, expertly wired. Or whatever, yeah. <laughs> or just good enough to work. Yeah, that too. <laughs> she, <laughs> they lasted days, I job. swear. <laughs> days, whole days out there. No, I mean, I don't know. It's one of those things. Like Because in a way, so you have one of the rare jobs that's like operating, which is you have a technical and creative job at the same time. Obviously, yeah. every job is different. Totally. Same as ours. Oh, yeah. Some are point the fucking camera at that, and I don't care if you don't like it. Like, <laughs> some are those. Yeah. Some are put the dolly here. I don't give a shit what you think you oh, know yeah. about pushing don't a dolly. Don't move. That right. was Goldberg's. That's why I left Goldberg's. Oh, really? Yeah. It, one of the reasons. There were a couple reasons I left. And then, then those people are my fucking family. I love and that I show. love them. And I love the show. I have a lovely picture. Wait, I was just down there. Wendy was like, you know, playing with my daughter. I did a show with Wendy. She's, She's such a sweetheart. She's the best. 
So and her husband's taller than me. I One know. We, were, I was, we just uh, we hung out at the rap party. Uh, yeah, yeah, just yeah. That's where I met him too. Last like, <laughs> rap party. Yes. <laughs> and you see him on his on her Instagram with her cats. Um, <laughs> oh but, God, her like, cats. Her yes. cats. That's the first thing we bonded uh, over. Uh, Wendy, me. come on the show. Meow meow. I love Wendy. <laughs> anyway, um, but on that job, we had just come off of. We did Vegas. And then I got hurt, and I was out for seven months. And then I got I got my thumb crushed in a techno crane accident. It's pretty pretty <gasps> shitty. Yeah, um, that and sounds painful. It was, was it collapsing? No, no. It was uh, there was a missing guard, and I got sucked into the belt mechanism. The guard. Uh, yeah, it was pretty gross. The pictures are really nasty. The clear. The experience was worse. Isn't it clear a lot of times? Or on no, the, is no, it on the norm- bottom or no? It's it's at the back of the techno crane is this big like square area and there's pipe that goes around it and yes. at the, t- the up on the top of the arm there are belts that run down yes. which is what do the telescoping. Yes. So there are are wheels that are are um geared wheels that the geared belts run over course, right right so there's a huge the biggest one is right there would be like six inches from your face that you're operating around but normally it's all enclosed and there was a housing that was i guess optional and they took it off this company that was had this crane they took oh. it off it was manufactured with a housing right they took it off they and sent it, it out without the housing correct. for some reason for whatever reason right. and and the the way that the the day went i just happened to be moving my hand over that belt at the same time <gasps> that the guy sucked in on the pickle when i wasn't expecting it and it brushed my thumb and it pulled my thumb in and that really sucked and we were out at vasquez rocks which is really far away let me see your thumb I, oh it's mostly okay it was half off half off yeah it was like wow this then it, then it looks great yeah i had a great surgeon i really lucked out Really good, Whoa. and I it looks know, a little dented. <laughs> does that? Hey, I or have, doesn't do that. I have, but I've broken. I've broken these. Ooh, are you, I'm double knuckles. jointed. Can you oh, do no. that? No, you can't do anything. I can't. That's that's it. <laughs> yeah, that's. I mean, that's not good. No, this one was broken like playing lacrosse a lot of times. Cool. Not not cool. That's lacrosse is look, cool. Look how lumpy. It is. <laughs> but you're no, you mine's have, grosser though. But you at have least dense. He's, he's you have saved. some grossness. No, there's. Yeah. I, I'll show you pictures. It's really no, no, nasty. No, no, yeah. no, 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 no. I don't know any pictures. But um, so what? So, so let me ask you. I've never talked about this before in the podcast. Hmm. Um, and then we'll finish because we're we're running. We're we're going. Super long. Man. We're going. No. <laughs> There's no long. We could do seven hours if we want to. Uh, we're not gonna, but we could. Um, I got a baby to get home to. I know you do. <clears throat> that's that's why. Yeah. Um, but what's what was your process experience and all that stuff? Did you have to sue them? What happened? Because I know you have insurance, so you're covered there. I don't really want to talk about that, oh, unfortunately. You okay. Yeah. Was it a bad thing? It was... Uh, the entire experience was a bad thing. Okay, you you last, got you got injured. That's never. A I got good thing. I got really injured, and it was both yeah, mental and physical, and it really sucked. And then all of you know the people that owned the crane, they used to be friends of mine, and then that relationship went really shitty. And then I didn't. I mean, like I can't do. I I can't really rig the way I used to. I don't have the strength in my left hand. And really, yeah, I was afraid that when I went to the hospital, they were like, "We're gonna have to amputate this. We can't save this." 
and it was, was gnarled up. It was so bad, and it was right after Christmas, so all of the surgeons were still out on Christmas break. So I sat in the hospital with the same one piece of gauze on my thumb that the medic in the field put on it, with the bones sticking out and all the fucking skin hanging off. And yeah, it's really gross. Um, waiting for a surgeon waiting to, to, for them to find a surgeon oh, that could no. possibly save the thumb. So that was the experience of like coming in the ER, and the guy was like, "I can't save that." And I'm like, like, I've always said my whole life that my hands are my money makers and now I was losing one. So like, and there's no way to say if, you know, like I, I will never be a hundred percent on that side, then my left side again. Luckily it wasn't my dominant hand. Right. Thank goodness. Yeah. But, um, like I'm already experiencing arthritis. Who knows how it'll affect me long-term? Like it's just, it was, it's just a bummer. And it took me off the show. Like that was the best show that I was on. And we had just come back from Christmas break. What show were you on? That was Vegas. Oh, that was Vegas. Yeah, so I missed like the last seven episodes of it. Oh, bummer. Which sucked. And then, I mean, love, luckily and thank them, like my crew on the next job, I was healed and they took me back as the A-Dolly grip, which mm. was really great because I just thought my position would be gone, you know. Um, but yeah, that sucked. And I, I mm. don't, I'm, I'm not happy about any part of it. So I don't really want okay. to get into like, yeah, the details. Of You're the only one talking about it now. Whose fault? I'm not. I'm not talking is... about it at all. Why don't you stop asking me, Brad? <laughs> yeah, By it the sucks. Way, the end. That's that's a bummer. Yeah. But I'm glad you're doing okay now. Thank you. Um, Jason Blount, didn't he start shooting the Goldbergs? He did. Yeah, Good we did. Good for him. We did with Joe. Joe. Is he only shooting now? No more steady camera. I don't think he's doing anything in the off season now because okay. he had a good racket there going for a little while. I, I don't know if he still does, but I, I know his rig was once he bumped up, he was still doing the steady shots um, because he had two regular operators. So every time that they wanted to do steady, he was able to jump in and do his when he first took over the, the show. I have no idea how it is now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was very early on. Anyway. Gotcha. Yeah. Anyway, but after the first season, we did season one. And then I did half of season two of Goldberg's, but it was that, okay, now we're back on the rails. We had just come off of Vegas, except for my injury, and we went to Matador, which was something for Robert Rodriguez, and that was a TV show that only did one one season, but it was also pretty creative, moody, you know, interesting, good actors. How many jobs did Robert have on that? He just, he, I think he, he was like creator. He directed the first episode and it was it's for a, his network. It's a joke that I get it. I get it. I've read his book. Yeah. Oh, he has a book. I oh, yeah. 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 So what's he say about that? Uh, I should ask him that. Not you, about but, what? Well, no, about, about his book. I mean, they're doing no, there are credit. He has like craft service credits on movies. Yeah, because he, that did he directed. It. Yeah. I'm sure because he did it because he is such a uh, I'm sure it is. Uh, Depending on the job. Not now. I was giving her a look, which is why she said that. Um, yeah. I've heard firsthand accounts of... Oh, really? Otherwise. I, but I don't want I did one I, episode I did not mean to do director. rumors and innuendo. I'm sure he's a nice guy. He was I nice. would like to ask him those questions And played myself. very good guitar and gave Gabe... Gabe was... Uh, this guy, Gabe Luna, was our... Uh, did this shoot out here? Lead actor. Yeah, it shot here. Okay. Um, and Gabe Luna is now the new T2... He's the new Terminator. He's been... He just Gabe finished. Luna. I don't know who that Gabriel is. Gabriel Luna. He's the... He was the lead actor for this job. I bet I'd recognize him, but... You will soon, because Robert, I think, kind of helped... It might have been. I don't want to make assumptions. I was going to say it was his first leading role, but I honestly don't know. I just know that he was, he is one of the most gracious actors I've ever worked with. Gabe cool. is amazing. And now he's going to be the new Terminator and we're still friends and I still have his number and he's really great. And 
Anyway, wow. Cool. Let's get back on the rails. We came from. <laughs> we came from. Look at me, eye to eye. We came okay. from Vegas, uh-huh. super moody, super creative, uh-huh. to Matador, moody, uh-huh. creative, uh-huh. Goldbergs. Uh-huh. Tony and Jason and I on that first season. I remember there was a shot where the one brother wants to punch the other brother in the face. And he's looking at his fist and he gets all out of control and then he just goes boom and punches the younger brother in the face. And me and Tony designed this crazy, close focus, racking, rip around, like roundy round around him and like fun zoom in and like blah. And and then we rehearsed it and we did the take and we nailed it. Like Tony stopped to the hand and then we went focused to his face and then pushing like Oh, it was so good. Mm-hmm. And they came in and they were like, okay, so that was great. Let's try it again without, let's just not move let's the camera on off. this one. Let's just not move the camera. And can you put the little X on his nose? Right. He just basically, like, can you just center punch him and take your hands off, please? And uh, we're just like, right. <laughs> you know, and like. Jason, it's still a great show. It's a great. It's a well, different it's all, show. It's all about the writing, and that one's all about the comedy. And they do fifteen different alts and they for have every line, and like shit tons of heart. Yeah, and it, yeah. but it's that, and that's yeah. not what we were doing. Yeah. And like for Jason to be able to bump up to DP, excellent opportunity. There's a great reason to do it. Great and reason for you to hang around. You're not learning. I was anything. just like moving a camera around. It's like it was like the Dolly version of handheld, you know. Or yes. I'm just like, I just what well, I'm trading. The Dolly was not four takes. It was trading four my time takes, for money right? is what I and I was like, you know what? At some point, the money isn't worth it. You know. Oh, okay. My time is more worth it, so oh, I got to go well, do something else. Well. You know. That, yeah. that hasn't served me financially over the years, but it really, really serves me in the heart. Well, it allows you to keep a smile, maybe? It's correct. Yeah, I could use more of that. <laughs> <laughs> Here. Well, uh, thank you. Yeah. It's been lovely seeing your smiling face. Uh, I'm, I'm so glad nice we, finally, we finally did it. It took a while to figure it, it out. It did, it did. But, and we uh, didn't even touch on what I actually do. I was like, oh, I want to explain like, we never did that. what a dolly grip but, does, but, you but you know that's what? okay. People, people, I think by the descriptions of what you've said, yeah. have a pretty good idea. If they if they come from nowhere and know nothing about the movie business, I think they have a pretty decent idea of what dolly grips do. Excellent. Or at least some, and they can go from there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I and hope. otherwise, we'll have, yeah, part two. No. <laughs> part two, the three-hour version. <laughs> <laughs> and we will only talk about dollies and different kinds of dolly wheels. Boring. Right. And, and different styles of shifting. Mm-hmm. Chapman <laughs> over Fisher all the way. I want my hands to leave the handlebar. Uh, damn. Yeah. Man. All right. Well, uh, thank you very much. I think we're done now. Thank you, Brad. It's great to see you. Great to see you, too. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thanks again to Rue for doing the show. Um, it was super fun. We had a really nice time. Obviously, the two of us can chat it up. We're both very chatty. And um, even after the podcast, I think we, we sat around and finished our bourbons and ate potato chips and talked for, I don't know, a while longer. So um, it was pretty awesome. Um, she's great. Like I said before, I think she's a, she's a friend now, which is always nice. Um, thank you to Tiff and Steadicam for their continued support. And thank you to Walter Clausen. For their continued support love both you guys all you guys um so thanks everybody and uh thanks for listening and um i'll catch you next time bye